Hey guys, this is Matt. And this is Luke. From Star Wars Sessions all the way across the pond. And you are listening to Fly on the Wall Podcast or Fly on the Wall Podcast. What do we think about it, Blywalker? Quality. Unbelievable. We love it. Keep it up and may the force be with you. Be with you. Always. (laughs) Welcome to the spooky episode. I think that's it because uh, <laughs> I played the original um, fantastic theme rather than the outro. I played the yeah. Anyway, so I wouldn't yeah. know. <laughs> I'm uh, Jennifer Lopez. I'm joined by Jennifer Lawrence tonight. Um, no, we're joking, of course. I'm Luke, and this is Big Waz. How are ya? That was Big Waz. How are you? How are you? How are you? So I was going to say Lawrence of Arabia, but of course, you know that was T. E. Lawrence. That was his name. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you said Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, of course. Oh, of course, Lawrence um, Fishburne. Who's La- who's that guy that was in Bad Boys? Not Will Smith, the other one. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. My- oh, I could have gone with when we did the Martins that as was, well. Uh, now I'm going to just uh, play another so much one. Unmined material. Hopefully this little thing is loud enough, but I don't know. I'm gone off pod bean a bit, to be honest. But um, yeah, so I'll, you pay I'll, for it. I'll play it. <laughs> But I'll, um, I might add it to the beginning of the episode too. Okay. Okay, ready? Welcome to the spooky episode. <laughs> okay, I hope that worked. Uh, so uh, tell the good viewers at home what we're doing this evening, Warren. Well, to, to mark our 13th episode... Uh, we thought we would delve into the paranormal, yeah. the ghostly, the uh, the dastardly, the creepy, the dark, yeah, the darkness, yeah, <laughs> not the band. The no, darkness. not the darkness, because they're a little hair metal, really. Yeah, like they're hair rock. squealing bitches. I never yes. got into the darkness actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a better band name. Yeah, the squealing <laughs> bitches. Yeah, <laughs> has a certain ring to it, doesn't it? They're the backup. Although band. the darkness. It's not such a bad. That bad is a name. good. That is a good name for a band. But I'm glad you you brought up bands because yeah. that was the little tiny thing I wanted to mention. I think I brought it up to you the other night. So it's a spooky episode, people. That's what we're getting. It into is. Now. Yeah. Go, it is go. in a minute. Go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I wanted to say I saw that poster the other day about a band doing gigs in Melbourne called Dick Lord. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, Dick Lord. Because <laughs> um, I know you're a big fan of Lord of the Dance, and oh, I yeah. wondered if there was any yeah. similarities. And a big fan of Dick, yeah, as well, yeah. So, so Lord uh, of the Dick, Dick wow. Lord. Wow, yeah, okay. And then it did make me wonder because you know we often do so that would make a great. Oh band yeah, name. yeah. So, we we're going to chat. Screaming about it, yeah. bitches, Scre- is, uh, squealing. Was it squealing? Sorry, squealing, squealing bitches, bitches is um, another great one to add to the Dick Lord. And a few episodes <laughs> back, we talked about there was a zombie one. What was the? And we one? said something, and we were like, "They make a great band name." Yeah. You know, we won't be able to think of it now. Nah. Because one of that's the, the quality. One of the worst <laughs> band names I think I've ever heard is the Fuck Fucks. That is a pretty terrible. That's just name. them going. What's the most fucked up band name we can think? But of? what's interesting is that you've remembered. I've remembered it since 1993 or something, whatever. So, 
perhaps that's where the success is. I still think a good band name would be Free Beer because then you have a sign saying Free Beer here tonight and yep. then everyone would rock up and, and be disappointed. And there'd be a riot. Sure, disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk about squealing bitches. That'd be a whole bunch of disappointed people. Here's an idea for you, Warren. Should we get a bloody coffee? Yeah, well, that's what Woo! we're going to. And, uh, <laughs> lo and behold, I've remembered my wallet tonight. Good so on you, mate. you're paying. No, no, How convenient of you. Convenient. <laughs> um, yeah, so spooky episode. Yeah, spooky um, episode. Because it's 30. Now, I wanted to, I, I did some little bit snippets of research. I didn't really I didn't okay. dig I'll... out the Book of the Dead or anything. <laughs> but uh, That would have actually been really, fucking really cool. interesting. You know what? I do want to look it up because there is the Egyptian yep. Book of the Dead, which I think would be quite interesting to research not maybe not to read because it's probably like war and peace but all about was, dead things yeah I think the idea of such a book is more exciting than the book itself yeah and as I hope that I really hope that it's made from human flesh and stuff like that like an evil <laughs> dead that'd be cool um, yeah but I did do a little I thought hmm 13 why is 13 so unlucky I did I did ver some very basic research that's a good place to start though yeah yep. and, and uh, what did you discover my well, friend well look I think the general gist there's lots of there obviously it's the internet so there's a million and one different explanations yes but the the general gist and the one i kind of thought well that makes sense and it's pretty old and a good reason why is you know who judas was warren yes the the man who betrayed jesus that's right he was yes. the 13th man to ah. sit down at the table for the last feast how very so interesting. i don't know if that makes him the 13th disciple or i don't know probably the not 13th man He's but just I, the, he's the plus case. one. He's the plus one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe yeah, that's why I, he was so embittered. Oh, I'd say so, yeah. So he's like, <laughs> he wants to unleash hell. Yeah. No, nah, so, uh, and speaking of band names, Judas Priest, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I just thought that's, yeah, that makes, well, not, I don't know if it makes sense to me, but I think that's a pretty cool reason why 13 is unlucky. But did you know in the tattoo world, mm. 13 is the opposite, it's lucky. It's a lucky one. Yeah. So and why is that, though? Oh, yeah, I think it's just a big, like, up yours to the man kind of thing and okay. going, well, we'll go against the grade and we'll say it's lucky. Okay. You know, um, which is kind of cool. I met a guy, a tattooist, who did uh, my treble cleft under my ear. Um, he, uh, every time it was Friday the 13th, yeah. whichever, you know, month or whatever that landed on, he would always tattoo a 13 on his own body somewhere. And he oh, had, wow. when I met him, he had about seven or eight different 13s on him. Just little ones, big ones, all different. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, twisted. And do you think he would keep that uh, habit up until? Well, you know, he was only a young off. fella. He was only like twenty-five when I met him. Right, and he had and seven already. Yeah, and okay. so I mean, obviously, sometimes you get two a year and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I reckon. Uh, I reckon he probably would because he seemed like the kind of guy that meditates and that kind of thing, like very like true to himself. Right. You know. Yeah. Hmm. Two mockers, eh? So, which, uh, which accent are we going? Oh, you're going to surprise me. Oh, I'll try and surprise you because I think my, it's better that way. My middle daughter suggested Indian because she loves Indian I, accents. You, my only issue with the doing this part is that I don't look oh. at all that way. So I'm oh, openly yeah, then... Yeah. Can you get... Well, you know, I don't know if this is... But do, can you get white Indians? You know how well, you the, get... There are different cast... Uh, oh, they might have been born there. Groups. Yeah. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, so you've got a couple, hmm. Caucasian couple... Okay. Live, live there yeah. all their life okay and yeah they grow up with other kids and talk indian but they're well white. i suppose so yeah why not yeah so there you go that's you you're okay. that kid <laughs> <laughs> growing up in mumbai imagine that history 
Well, it'd be quite interesting to meet someone with that history, though. Yeah, I'd be cool. fascinated be to really hear cool. yeah. their whole it's like, like family's story. Yeah, it's like um, who's the uh, we got a Vietnamese comedian here. I've got always forget. Oh, uh, Ando. Ando. That's yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. he's as Aussie as fuck when he's yep. when he talks. Yeah, you know, and he he was young. he actually came here as a child, didn't he? As a refugee. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So you could be one of them. I could. <laughs> Do you know what Mumbai used to be called? No, Bombay. Oh, so that's Bombay, of course. Yeah, when course. I when I was flying to Australia from England with my my family, when I was seven back in nineteen eighty six, um, we stopped in Bombay. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> did you get off the like? Did you leave the airport? Or no, anything? we were in the airport for about two or three hours. I think I didn't and know that ever. And only, I've known you a long time. Oh, there you go. The only memory I have of it is sitting there. Oh no, two memories. I wanted an orange juice. And yep. it had black shit floating around in it, so I didn't want to drink it. It looked that, really dirty. That's understandable. Yeah. That's and, the uh, Which could have happened anywhere, of course. But yeah. And also, there was a group of kids, the youngest probably being about 10, the oldest maybe 12, 13. None of them had any teeth, and they were passing around a pair of false teeth and putting them in their mouth and laughing. Anyway, oh, wow. go ahead, go ahead. The waiting game. Oh, they're serving the other person first, even though we were here first, that's damn it. Not all right, you're too nice. We're very patient now, though, aren't we? Yeah, we are, yeah. Balinese. The pressure is uh, unbearable. You'll be okay. Just remember, they'll laugh and they don't care. They don't care who we are and what we're doing. I care who I am. Yeah, but I'll be impressed no matter what you do. Still waiting, not surprised. How may I please take your order? Uh, hi, um, could I get a couple of mochaccinos, please? Sorry, what is it, a cappuccino? Uh, mochaccinos, please. Yeah, mochaccino, what size? Uh, regular, please. Yep, anything else? No, that's it, thank you. Which show? Uh, which, which country are you from? Bro, it was sort of a bit. Uh, I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was a little bit Kiwi. It started Kiwi. Uh, and then it went a bit Russian again. It fell apart. You seem to I go to apart. Russian, I find. I, don't, I didn't hear any Russian in that tonight, but mine. Yeah, when you said I wasn't really in control. Boys. I wasn't in control. No, but it was good. I think it, uh, it worked for me. <laughs> Did it throw you that she had an accent? Yes, yeah, I, I think, think so. Maybe she'd done the Indian accent. She's Indian. Well, something. I was pretty confident I wasn't going to do it. Yeah, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. There you go. Just tap that, brother. Ah, Nike, you got to keep going. <laughs> I like that she didn't understand you. I was going to say, no, sorry. Hebrew. Oh. Yeah, so he's just paying for it now, and it's actually really hard to record without them seeing. Thanks, mate. Thanks, E. What are you going to say to them when they actually hand you the, the coffee? Say, thanks, Brew. Yeah, go on. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's a girl. Choice C, Brew. Yeah, it's how you say, thanks, Brew. <laughs> you're like, I'm not fucking Brie. Who's Brie? It is ridiculous. Oh, you know what? It's all bloody fun and games. Um, yeah, so, oh. so I've always got... See, I'm under pressure as well. I've got to look like I'm talking in the phone, you, but at the same time... You need to just relax, directing right? There is no towards. pressure on you. <laughs> It's your, it's your trained rabbit here in the uh, front. Oh, I've got some information for you as well. 
<laughs> that sounds very. Really... I'll just point to your okay. Transformers uh, right. bloody sticker in your dashboard. Yeah, there. Warren did some research. Did you know it, the you? guy that does Optimus Prime? Mm. You know what I'm going to say? Peter Cullen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know he did the the, the voice noises for Predator? Oh yeah, I do. I'll bring you shortly. Oh, oh no okay. worries, thank you. Thanks very much, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And make sure you say that to the person that comes out. Yeah, no matter what. Joy C. Brew. <laughs> say every iconic stereotypical Thanks New Zealand. Thanks, sis. Thanks, Joy C. Brew. <laughs> but maybe go maybe a bit more Maybe the both Maori. of us should do it. Go a bit more Maori. The both of us should do it. Oh, yeah, okay. He's Brew, sissy. Just shout really fucking scare the shit out of him. Oh, uh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. Um, warm in actually, anyway. I had read that somewhere. Yeah, but, it's pretty cool. I'm glad you reminded me of that fact, because that is cool. That right. is very cool. So, obviously, uh, an easy payday for him, because he just... Well, it was quite... I would say it was quite put through a lot of different things, where you wouldn't have noticed it. It was him. Nah. Um, so, it must be his control of his voice that that's right. allow him to make okay. it any... Hi there. It's ready. Thanks for the night. Uh, two? Uh, two, eh, Yes, please. Yes, Bree. How could they fuck? You asked for two. Yeah, I did. What the fuck? That's why... The, Even with the fucked up accent you used, I could still understand that you said two. Is it a mocha? Or is it fucking piss? No, it is mocha. She's pissed in that, Warren. What did we pay for, then? I don't know. Jesus. Oh, we probably paid for that's one. What, that's what comes... Well, bring out another being one. being a smart-ass with our sense. <laughs> nah, it's not karma, Warren. Yeah, we'll give him one. It's their fault. <laughs> we'll give him one fucking mocker and see what these guns are. And then they'll make us wait 25 minutes. <laughs> you think it's fucking funny to take the fucking puss out of the fucking kiwi, eh, bro? <laughs> so you're good with the accents uh, when there's no pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I'm chill, man. I'm chill, eh? I like so how the, about uh, Peter Cullen? How, oh, yeah, going? yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's good. So, the reason I bring him up yeah, is because I learned that little snippet of him. Here we go. Uh, yeah, we need another one. Fuck yeah, now. That's right. Um, just tell him we need another one. That's yeah, okay. you just grab that. Yeah, whatever's in the bag, that's us. Of course, I think she's getting confused, D. Oh. Yeah, she's so a bit mucked up. that little snippet she's of a bit information. Mucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to do the Mary one because they were really high. Hey, bro. Yeah. Hey, what the fuck? Hey, bro. Um, <laughs> we need to. Uh, what am I saying? So, yeah, the snippet of information about Peter Cullen yes. is uh, I got that from Straight to Series. That's okay. another podcast I've been listening to by two Irish lads. I forget their names, but they both sound the same. I right. can slightly, it's slightly different in tone or voice, but they just, and very Irish. I okay. love the Irish accent. I love it when they say three because it's always tree. Yeah. And I love it when they say 30 because it's always turty. Um, so tree turty. No, but they did a they did a special episode, episode seventeen. What happens when you call the, the talking clock in Ireland at three thirty? Oh yeah, what does it, it sound that way? Tree turty. <laughs> or is it? Or is it just one? Is on the third, <laughs> on the third stroke, it'll be tree turty. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> or is it just? Uh, is it one generic voice for all of it, like the Probably, Telstra girl yes. here? On the third stroke, it will be. I'm not paying again. Pretty paid. Hi there, we got it, but unfortunately, we only charge you for the one mocha. Please kindly. Okay, yeah. Please yeah. kindly give Thanks. some money, eh? Yes. All right. Yep. Can you just ta- tap, tap it? it? Yep. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Eh? Fuck. This has got to be the worst fucking yeah, McDonald's. It is. I think they probably once. should have given us that one. Yeah, I reckon. Is there a fuck up? We could have argued. Yeah. As an angry Kiwi. But our accents would have faulted. But we're quite polite. Are you in New Zealand? You're not really New Zealand, I don't think. <laughs> um, 
I yeah. like this is sort of sung to us though. To us, yeah, in that it's accent there, you sort of sang. Oh yeah, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I feel like hey, she's got see? a bit of a Bollywood vibe about it. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and is mine a mine's a large and yours yeah. is a standard. That's okay. Yeah, fuck no, no. Do you want a large? No, look at that. Oh, okay. Dickheads. <sighs> Worst fucking McDonald's ever, isn't it? Like we're not even exaggerating. Like the people at home, the viewers, <laughs> they can see what's going on here when we go to this place every time. So oh, here just we go. polite every time. They just charge you sixty five dollar. Thank you. Have a good night. Yeah, you, you too. too. Thank you. Hang on, I need to sort my shit out. All right, mate. Just uh, you yeah. got your uh, your mocker in a safe place. I'll sort it. Well, it's on my cock at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's safe as houses down there, mate. No one's going there anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, you know, people at home, viewers at home, be sure to uh, check. They actually do have a YouTube as well. I think. Uh, be sure to check out Straight to Series. Straight to Series. Um, yeah, so they did a, uh, a Predator special, ah. episode 17, and and it was so cool. Like, I, I'd say I knew two-thirds of the information they right. they delivered, but the way they delivered it was cool, you know, and they actually put the movie on in the background as well oh, yeah, while they cool. were talking about it and all that kind That's of stuff. Awesome. Talking about the dry shave, what uh, yeah. what's his name does, Mac, remember? Yep. Fucking yep. hell. And I remember watching that, you know when he presses it into his skin and it yeah. snaps uh, just before they set the trap or whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember watching that as a kid going, is that how you shave? Like, do you yeah. shave that hard? Yeah, what did bleed? he do to fuck that up? Yeah. Would you call it a dry shave? He was coated in sweat. He was a sweaty bastard, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Um, did you know? Actually, I didn't know. This is another bit of information I didn't know. Yeah. But that guy, Mac, which I forget, Duke someone? Uh, yeah, I can't think of his uh, name at the moment. But uh, yes, he but was he, in Commando. Yeah, was, yeah. He. Oh, oh, I nearly had it. Something Duke or Duke some... Yeah, anyway. He directed Sister Act 2. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's going Very places. He's going places. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I like those little facts. Yeah, I like them too. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, Warren, you should definitely check out at least the Predator episode. I listened to yeah. um, their episode about Rocket Man and a few other things as well. And that was that was good. I liked it as well. But, but you know, Predator is one Predator of my favourite movies. Yeah. So it was really, really good. Really I'd enjoyed it. Eager to hear any kind of extra information that they have on that sort of stuff. Yeah. I love um, it. So yeah, definitely check that out. And I just want to say a big thank you to the boys over at uh, Star Wars Sessions for doing a bit of a promo. You might have heard it on uh, our episode 12. Um, I did slot it in there. and uh, But you might not have heard it on Podbean. If you're listening via Podbean, maybe don't anymore and listen to it on Anchor or Spotify <laughs> or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Anything else, basically. Uh, and some more admin for you. We've got a new email address, Warren. Woo! Which you'll have to say, because I don't yeah. want to say it wrong. So it's Fly on the Wall Podcast, which is the same as before, yes. but now there's one one or 11 at the end, at Brilliant. gmail.com. Genius. Yeah, had to do that because, well, couldn't figure out the password, and then when you said, you know, incorrect password, have you forgotten your password? Then it just took me down this weird rabbit hole, and I just, yeah, it was like saying, it what's, took you down what's your mother's middle name, and how many men has she slept with? And <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Um, what was your cat slash shit coloured like? And yeah. So what we're saying is, uh, please email us. Give us a reason to check into it regularly. Yeah, that's and, right. And uh, it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, as a responsibility as listeners, you know, yeah. send us an email, even just to say, 
Hello. Yeah, send a um, dick pic, whatever you want. But yeah, thanks to the fellas at Star Wars Sessions for that little promo. Oh, it's it's really, nice to yeah. hear some. Well, very exciting because I, I do actually admire them. I like their style and their, yeah, their cool, uh, chemistry cool and everything dudes. like that. Yep. So I really appreciated that they were willing to do that for us. So thank you very and much. And then, uh, of course, we return the favour by you did um, <laughs> you did Snoke I and did. I did Yoda from. Yep. And uh, I hope they use it. They might have just deleted it said who the fuck are these guys <laughs> what a mess but either way we had a good time doing we it we did so yeah alright on with the spookiness straight into it so how did you want to kick things off mate what when you think of the number 13 other than the actual number 13 itself yep but you start thinking about the way everyone thinks about it yeah what what sort of jumps into your mind straight away I think of the actual number 13 yeah well that's <laughs> I did say apart from the actual number 13 I think of the one and the three yeah, yeah. and what they oh, mean oh man the, the, so many different ways you uh, can mix them around it's deep isn't it no uh, <laughs> yeah I suppose straight away I can't help but think of Friday the 13th the day and the, the spookiness around it and how often the TV channels put on like scary shows and stuff it's always been kind of a thing but also um, Friday the 13th the uh, the movie franchise as well yep. um, you know yeah that's basically what comes to mind other than that it's the actual date it's you know sometimes it's it's the day before Valentine's Day if we go to February of course um, but we're not here to talk about all things love no, no we're not <laughs> Uh, we're certainly <laughs> not. Um, but talking of celebrities, actually. Oh yeah, were we? Um, yeah, because we were, weren't we? <laughs> Marilyn Manson. Uh, yeah, he's a firm believer in all things paranormal, and he believes he's not so sure on ghosts, right? But he's sure on evil things, evil, evil um, entities. Entities. And, that's okay. what I'm thinking yep. of. Yeah, lurking around, and he feels it's because his interest in that kind of stuff has been so prominent for so long that he right. feels he's drawn it into him, his own self. See, I was going to talk to you about that and sort of yeah try and look into some of the aspects of it that make it more real, or you know that people believe in it, yeah. or people are very quick to. You mean thirteen, like the? Ah, uh, no, not even thirteen. Now we're just talking about well, because you brought up Marilyn Manson oh, yeah. and the, the essence of evil and entities and things like that yeah when you start thinking of yeah okay you can be playful and you can put the sheet over your head with holes in it and you yeah. can spook other people out with the pumpkins and all this but people have a genuine belief in the paranormal that's right yeah. and the unusual and and the things that can't be explained by traditional sciences yeah so where do you stand on that because i know how you we've had our discussion on Religion, yeah, religion and aliens, and, and you know, spirituality and all this sort of stuff. So, where would you stand on the paranormal? Well, it's a very interesting question, Warren. Because that's why I asked it. My part, partly, I feel like um, like attracts like, or negativity breeds negativity, yep. and positivity breeds positivity. Yep. My dad, uh, my dad told me when I was young that if you hop out of bed and you stub your toe, and if you go, oh. Fuck's sake! I get really angry about it. You're gonna have yep. a shit day. Yep. If you do it and you just sort of laugh and off, go, oh fuck that hurt, then you're gonna have a good day. Yep. So, and I think when it comes to paranormal activity, I feel the more you delve into it, the more you throw yourself into it, and uh, like like Marilyn Manson said, I suppose, yep. surround yourself with it and live and breathe it almost. Then you're almost it's almost like you're persuading yourself. You open that, yourself to that. Sort yeah. of thought. So I don't Maybe. know if the actual ghost is going to appear to you because mm. you've got that kind of mindset, Precisely. or if you just want it so much, the power of the mind, mm. 
makes it appear so. You know what I mean? Does it make Absolutely. sense? Yeah. 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 I know, no, that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. Mm. I think that... Uh, and that's the same thing could be said for the belief in aliens as well. Yeah. Like yeah. some people yeah. go more to a... Uh, you know, how your, how your brain processes things and if you truly believe it and you're always on the lookout for it and you will start to pick up that but is it also real yeah. to those people because they're open to also accept it yeah so it's interesting know, it's this, isn't it? it really goes into the whole psychology of it but um it's, i i think that the paranormal is is very much the same thing if you if you choose to believe it and you yeah. start to allow that to kind of get into your your being then yeah you're probably going to see things hear things and find more things just popping up in everyday life. That's right. Yeah. Than, than someone who just goes about doing their thing and not a wisp of smoke is suddenly like um, you know oh, a, a that floating was my orb grandfather or... because yeah. he he liked candles. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. Exactly. And I don't mean that in a mocking way, even though it sounds a bit stupid. Yeah. And people. But that's I the th- way people go. That's yeah. the way they start to think. And it's and it's their hundred percent belief, and that's yep. okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if some people gain comfort from that, yeah. And I think that that's where it's okay. Yeah. And then some people are, of course, terrified by it as well. Yeah. So that's where you go, okay, well, that's a shame, isn't it? Because how do you convince them that it's not the case? Yeah. But, and um, not that you need to. Well, no, you don't need to, but, yeah. I mean, if they're terrified by it. Yeah, yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah, it? so it's yeah. like trying to explain, because we all say to our kids, of course, There's no monsters, there's, there's no ghosts. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, I maintain that the scariest thing in existence are other human beings. Other human beings, that's right. And the yeah. things that we're capable of. Or if there's a lion under your bed. <laughs> if there's a man or a but lion, it, but again, I think I'd rather the man. <laughs> Yes, I suppose as a factual thing, if you can yeah. imagine it. But yeah. at the same time, the lion is just behaving like in its lion. natural state. Yeah. So you can't really blame it. Whereas the human, it's far more disturbing yeah. to think they could come up and ravage you like a lion. Yeah. If there's a if <laughs> there's a if there's a bald naked man yeah. weeping under your bed, yeah. like wearing a, child. a mane, <laughs> wearing a mane, and then jumps out. Yeah, that's pretty alarming. <laughs> Covered in his own sperm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it had to go to there. Oh, it has, it has to every time. <laughs> it makes it extra. Like, well, it would, wouldn't it? If there's a man standing there just weeping, and there, or there's a man own... that's standing there weeping, covering his own cum, or other cum, <laughs> random cum. He's been to a, what do you call it? A bu- a bu- a bukaki? Is that what it's called? Oh, uh, I don't even Where know. Where they're just, like, I don't know what that's called. drenched. Anyway. You <laughs> <laughs> just got to make it oh, about sperm. you got sperm. it, mate. You got it. Oh. It's, hey, where would we be without it's sperm? A- Think not very like, far. Literally, where would we not be? You and I would be here without I was just, my dad's sperm, <laughs> your dad's sperm. Just uh, off that topic for him. Oh, yeah, well, no, sure, it's actually sure. it's not off that topic. <laughs> would you even notice, right? Let's say you, you've this man's jumped out from under your bed. He's roaring and crying maniacally. And you have the time to notice that he has... Sperm on. I'd probably taste it before anything else. Right. You, know? you go, yeah, just, hey, hang on a second, buddy. Just give me a moment. Are you glistening? Oh, yeah, it is sperm. You look sticky. Is that oh, clag or is that calm? Be honest. Dirty, dirty little man. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a, uh, a terror-filled uh, thing for you. No, nah, I think, I think, yeah, no. Nah. If there was a naked man weeping <laughs> under my bed, I'd, first thing I think I'd say is that, Warren, is that, what are you doing here, mate? No, no, I'd just drag him out and knock him the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, um, yeah. Where were we? Before you started talking about sperm. I think we were talking about horse sperm. Oh, the nature. Sorry, yeah. No, we were talking about uh, the, the human nature. Human people are scarier, really. They, yeah, yeah, definitely. When you I boil agree. it all down on yeah. masse. Like yeah. somebody like Vlad the Impaler 
is a Jesus, far, yeah. is a far a scarier scary person if you look into history. And I know, than, I know, you the, know, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I know the folklore <laughs> around him has probably been spun a little bit, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, the, there's historical evidence of that he was impaling people. Yeah. <laughs> that was his favourite fucking torture. Hell. Yeah, yeah. He'd leave them impaled on a spike. What a! Uh, I still remember remember Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes, Dracula. Um, yeah, the uh, Gary Oldman when he was when he was Vlad. Yeah. That was some great scenes. Great, great. Um, the, the, the visions. Visuals. Yeah, yeah. The visuals yeah really were, cool. Were pretty striking. With that. Um, so okay, let's go. So power of the mind and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. That kind of led my thought process into things like John Edwards. You know that guy that would like be the psychic and he would oh, yes. uh, talk to dead people yeah. and all that kind of thing. Crossing over, I think the TV series was yeah. called. So, look, I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge skeptic when it comes to stuff like that because like we were just saying before the power of persuasion the power of the mind if you really want to believe something and then you go to see someone yeah. and they say oh, I'm feeling like there's a John or a J there's a J in your yeah. family somewhere like could someone be oh Jenny yeah Jenny that's it yep, yep that's it sometimes Johnny and Jenny sound similar in the, the afterlife you know like so what I would love and and like I said, I'm always gonna I'm always gonna sort of be a skeptic and pick holes in it. But if I went to one of those things and just sat there quietly, and then he looked at me dead in the eyes yeah. and said, "Oh, you had a you had a, a grandmother called Doris who you're very close with, and a, a grandfather called Alfred. They they were in England, but you came to Australia. Yeah, like the then word. I would be like, I'd be I'd straight away be thinking if someone's told you this. Yeah, yeah. But if they, it was proven that you know, that, then I would believe. But I think they're really good, like like gamblers, right? They're, yep. they're a really good gambler. He's still going to be dealt his cards, and who knows what cards he's going to get. But the the skill is looking at the other gambler, his, his opponents, and going, "Oh, I saw a twitch in the eyebrow. Yep. That tells me something. Oh, yep. I saw a slight smirk or a twinkle in the eye. Yeah." Yep. And I reckon that's what I think people can tune into other people. I even did it when I was in sales for, as you know, Warren, I was in sales for a very long time. <laughs> that's um, an almost word for word quote that I've heard before. <laughs> um, well, it, but that was part of my job was tuning into the client and finding what, not what made them tick, but like what they liked, what they didn't like, what kind of per- I had to figure out what kind of person they were yep. within a very short frame of time to be able to then direct them towards a certain well, product or a certain to sort of suggest, passion. I suppose. Yeah. No, I never it was never a pushy salesman, but I'd sort of suggest, oh well, if you like blue, you know, then blue, let's go look at blue, whatever it was, you know. You're a very um, perceptive salesman. Well, <laughs> I noticed you're wearing blue shorts today. Yeah. You must like blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I have these like, blue denim wow, tiles. Are you John Edwards? <laughs> Is my dead dad inside you? <laughs> no, he's under uh, the bed. <laughs> I'm seeing a T, a T. <laughs> I, I, I sell tiles. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You do. But that's what I mean. That's that's uh, when I've listened to audio recordings and stuff like that yeah. from people even close to me that have gone to these things, yeah. gone to see a psychic or a medium or whatever you call them. Um, I, I, I'm like I'm, I'm almost screaming at the person that I know, saying, "Why did you say yes? Yeah. Why did you say, oh yeah, I do have a male in my family? <laughs> yes, I do." Like, it's try just and crazy. stay as as blank and receptive to it, but yeah, yeah, don't give away the details because that just makes the whole job easy. For exactly them. right. Now, make I, it hard for them. Yeah, but it's, well, we'll make it make it real. You know, like yeah. make it make it 
like they've got to prove to me that they know what they're doing. Well, uh, on the same, uh, was there something else that you? Wanted oh, to I just wanted to, to tell a quick story, a funny story. Uh, so when I was in the, the industry, um, uh, one of my clients, I got quite close with her, quite friendly with her, and she. Um, started telling me that she was interested in all that kind of stuff in right. the afterlife and um, psychic readings and tarot cards and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she said to me one day, oh, Luke, guess what? I'm going to be going to see such and such, one of the most popular mediums in Melbourne. Right. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. And she says, yeah, next Tuesday. So the next time you're here, I would have been to see her. And I'll, and, she, and she knew I was a skeptic. She goes, I bet you she knows my life and all that kind of stuff and tell me stuff. I said, yeah, okay, cool. So anyway, so roughly three or four weeks later, I was back there and I said, oh, how'd you go with the medium? She goes, oh my God, she died like three days before I went and saw her. And I said, well, didn't she see that coming? Why did she make the fucking booking? Yeah. <laughs> if she is a psychic and she should have known. Very sensitive of you. She should have known she was going to fucking die. Yeah, right. And was she full of humour about that? No, she did laugh. She yeah. goes, oh my God, you're so bad. <laughs> Through the tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm seeing sadness. So are yeah. you sad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really compassionate. That's what I should have said, yeah. yeah. But no, but seriously. No, but that's true. Why did a, she take the booking? It was a sharp reply. Yeah, yes. that's right. Maybe there was a down payment and you know that maybe that was not <laughs> yeah. non-refundable and when i because she just she was all sad when i said you would have thought she was seen that coming she was just like oh, her mouth just dropped yes oh yeah bless <laughs> that's, people know you for that though i <laughs> and uh, one more sensitive story. approach yeah i <laughs> I, uh, I rang two different psychics when i was probably 19 i think i might have told you story. right i was about 19 well, you can 20. Them, mate. I'm always enthralled well the viewers haven't heard it that's right yeah. mate if they have, then they're weird. They might have um, even heard that. Or unless they're psychic, they might have heard. They might have heard this <laughs> episode yeah, before. I knew you were going to say that, Luke. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. Deja fucking vu. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I uh, 19, 20 years old. I just said, all right, I'll give it a go. I'll ring one of them phone psychic ones. And uh, no, it wasn't a sex line. It was. Actually... Were you with anyone at that stage, or like in terms of was anyone with you when you made the call? Oh no, just at home. Just, right, okay. Yeah, just thought so I'd what, give it a crack. Okay. Uh, my partner at the time, she was very into it. So okay. I thought, okay. And I was, I guess I was just intrigued. Okay. So I gave it a go. And again, very skeptical. And the fir- it was a guy the first time. He told me. Um, so he said a few sort of standard things like, okay, so yeah, you're not from Australia. And I'm like, obviously I'm fucking not. Like, you know, so that's pretty obvious. But then the the main thing he said, it waffled on for a while, but the main, and it, none of it was really accurate. Or it, was, uh. it was close-ish, but it could have been any uh, male white guy in his tw- early 20s or whatever, you know? Yep. So, but the thing he did say, which wasn't true, turned out not to be true, is that I won't live to see 30. I'm okay. 40 now, so he was fucking wrong. I think he had something against you. I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, that fuck, you're that cunt in the future <laughs> that's bagging psychics. Um, <laughs> that's all he could say. That medium that your friend went and saw, that's my mother, you cunt. <laughs> um, and then if I only he'd said all that, though, that. you would have been well impressed. <laughs> yeah, and then you'd be now talking about be, it as now. I'm saying it. Like, oh my God. You'd be the biggest advocate for yeah, those yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be on the phone. So the shame on him for not sharing more. Yeah, cockhead. And then, <laughs> anyway, so another oh, a couple of months later, 
I suppose. Maybe it might have even been longer, maybe six months. Yep. I rang another one, just out of you know curiosity again. And this time it was a girl, or a late, an older lady, sound like. And um, she just described what she was wearing, and she was in bed. No, no. <laughs> I was right, had a really husky okay. voice. Yeah. No, no. So she no. Took a liking to she, you. She, she actually have said, a guess what I'm wearing. She actually <laughs> said, "I'm, I'm not. Uh, what? How did she put it? I'm going to pass at a young age." Right. So no. I don't know. For I don't think forty. What young classes? Anymore. Yeah, that's right. So what classes I young? think they're both fucking wrong. Unless we're about to have a car. <laughs> Do you know what though? I think any seventy-year-old would say you're young, wouldn't they? Mm. So it's, it's all about perspective. Like that eighty-year-old pedo we were talking about a couple of exactly. episodes back. Exactly. It seem like yeah, yeah. The the right stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the right stuff. You got the right stuff. <laughs> um, all I was going to say in regards to that one. Well, not necessarily to do with it, but I suppose when you talk about mediums and psychics and speaking to the deceased and all that sort of stuff, I've always had this uh, suspicion about Ouija boards. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't feel comfortable with them. Like, I actually... It's not that I have a, a fear of the well, the afterlife or the, the, you know, the spiritual realm or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I certainly don't want to invite it. Like so we were you saying like about... just in, dabbling with it could be... Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea. Like, okay. I would certainly discourage anyone I knew do you think from trying it. Do you think that's because, and, and I think it's a gap me to say this, do you yes. think that's because you are a spirit, well, would you call yourself a spiritual man or just uh, Yeah, uh, spiritual, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, Is that why? Do you sort of think, well, if, obviously, if you believe in, let's say, let's say the light side, then yes. you believe in the dark side. Of it course. hand in hand. Yeah, and so, I would say that's exactly why. Yeah, yeah okay. Yep. That's interesting. And I think that uh, to dabble in it without understanding it or without having... Uh, I guess, yeah, more knowledge of what you're actually looking for. Yeah. I think it does open up the uh, the possibilities of something quite terrifying. Yeah, quite dark, yeah. Yeah, if it, because even if you don't believe in it, mm. even if you sit there mockingly and anyone there yep. it, um, has any kind of belief in that, yep. I think it still opens up that possibility. I think it's like, yeah, it's like it's a gateway. Yeah. I was just, I was just thinking it opens up the gateway. Yeah. <laughs> The Alpha Centauri. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's Event Horizon. Yeah, that's right. Forgot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. Excellent. Um, but yeah, I, I've always had this thing with the, the Ouija board. Like, I just, I would never ever try it or watch anyone try it yeah. or, or ever say, oh yeah, I'm curious to, you know. Well, it's funny because um, even though I'd say I'm basically a non believer, agnostic, I'd say, but, yeah. a, you know, a non believer at this stage in my life, I'm the same. I still sort of think, well, I mean, I think 20 years ago, I would have had a crack and been just laughed at it and had a drink and not really cared. Yeah. But now, having maybe because I'm older and having kids, and now I'm sort of in the mindset of like, well, just in case, I that's won't right. do it. That, that's well, that, that's kind of, I guess that's the whole thing. Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as you open it up to yourself, yeah. you've exposed, you know, you've exposed people potentially yeah, to the right. same risks. Yeah, exactly. And, and you don't want that. Um but talking of... Uh, oh, sorry, you got... You got, you got no, no, because I was maybe going to jump a little bit to, uh, to, you know, to a different topic altogether. Just uh, still with the whole theme, but uh, it's a little bit different than your, what, probably what you're expecting. Well, staying on Ouija-type yeah, things yeah, just for a moment, I just got another story <laughs> about you know, seances. So yeah, how do you spell yeah. seance? It, has it got like a, an accented E and A yeah, or one of so. them? I think so. I think it's something like it's like S E A N C E. Yeah. But then there's like a 
an accent over the I A's. put it into my notes on my phone and came up with the red line underneath, but then I didn't bother looking up on Google or anything. But I, knew, I knew the spiritual it realm was C-A-N-C. warning you. C-A-N-C. was warning you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go there, Luke. And it was actually... Don't go there. Now you say it, the red line was dripping as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of and detail Another word, smartphone. couple of words for him saying, yeah. get out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so... Uh, um, this is another delightful, delightful story about my sister. Yeah. Um, I love my sisters. Yeah, no, I, great, I know you do. Great girls, I know you do. One of them in particular, Jolly, you would say. <laughs> I say Julie, you say Jolly. Julie. Do you want to say it? Julie. Julie, yeah. Julie. Julie. Um, yeah, so she um, Hi, took a particular disliking to me for some reason when <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> and would do all sorts of stuff to me. Yeah. And one of the things that still still is <laughs> with me bastard. to this day yeah. is um, now I've I had to be maybe five or six because like I said we left this we left uh, yep. we left England um, I don't know where you're going. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, oh, just drive me in. I'm working it out. So we left England when I was, as I mentioned before, when I was seven. Yeah. So this was some quite some time before that, because uh, yeah. So I must have been maybe five or six, right? Right. So just bear that in mind. You've got a five-year-old. I've got yeah. a five-year-old. Yeah. Right. Terrifying. Yeah. So I start to think of the possibilities that she might have. Oh done. my god. So yeah. mum and dad going out in the town. You know, my older sister, she was nowhere to be seen. She was out nightclubbing or whatever she was doing. <laughs> and so my good old sister Jolly. She was like, yeah, I'll babysit, no worries. And then, oh my God. So she, now you got to understand, I love my sisters and I really look up to them and all that kind of stuff as well. So as a five-year-old, if my sister said, put your head in the microwave and turn it on, that's what I was going to do. You know what yeah. I mean? Like any, yep. anything she wanted me to do, I just give me attention. Give me attention, <laughs> Julie, and I'll do it. I um, am worried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she goes, you want to do a seance? And I was like, what's that then? <laughs> <laughs> What's that here, eh? What's that here, eh, governor? Um, go blimey. Um, and yeah, and so she goes, no, nah, no. Nah. So we got to like sit in a circle together, me and her. It was only her and I in the house. A circle? Well, you know, a, <laughs> circle, you of, that? a yeah. circle of two. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we've got a conjure spirits. And I'm like, okay. And I'm sort of sitting there. And I get to hold my sister's hand. So I'm like, okay, this is nice. And then she's like, put all the lights down. I think she had a candle in the middle of us right. as well. And then I, I can't remember who she was conjuring, but she was just like, is there anyone out there? If there's a spirit out there, speak to us now. Oh, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like peeking, you know, you're meant to have your eyes closed. I'm like opening one eye, see what my sister's doing. Yeah. And she's got her eyes closed and she's just like, is anyone out there? Come and come to us now. Any spirits, you know, getting right into it. And then she just stopped and was like, no. Well, obviously it didn't work. And I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't really, I sort of sat down and started watching cartoons. Didn't really think much of it. And she yeah. went into the kitchen. Right. And then... She came out with a glazed look over her face, like just staring, yep. with a knife in her hand, oh, coming towards me saying, Luke, I feel funny. Oh. I've got a... F-. And I just screamed like a little girl and ran to the window. And I still remember to this day, this is 35 years later, <laughs> clawing, actually clawing at the curtains and the glass window for my, and screaming for my mum. And she just kept coming towards me. And then eventually, when she was like inches away, she oh stopped. Because I'm just being stupid, Luke. What the f- Like, well, she didn't say what the yeah, fuck. What's wrong with yeah. you? Kind of <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Oh, oh, but, that actually, you know. that makes me quite sad because it explains <laughs> a lot about you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, 
vying for attention in all the wrong places. I would lose my mind if my older child had done that to one of my I know, parents. yeah. Well, knowing me, I probably didn't so say boo probably to mum and dad. Yeah, you know, right. Because, yeah, okay. because it's my sister. Oh, man, that's just incredible. Yeah. Well, Julie. Wow. That's very disappointing. <laughs> yeah. And then, like I said in another episode, she probably just went and put prints on with her headphones. Oh, uh, no. Love you, Julie. Wow. Listening. But wow. yeah, you it's did, a good st- you It is a good story, though. It left an impact on me. Let's throw sure. on that one out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah. let's say uh, you want to jump into. Oh, I was just going to jump quite dramatically realm. across, actually, because I was thinking that we do have um, quite a few international listeners, and I wanted to deal with certain um, mysteries of the Australian kind of uh, mythological beasts and things like that. So, okay, yep. obviously, you and I would both, and it's stories still come up time to time about the the black cats of Victoria. Oh yeah, like what we saw, we thought we saw one. Yeah, exactly. Ago, yeah. So it's funny uh, that whether it's because it's kind of part of the, it's just in our psyche. Yeah. So we see it because we have heard about it. So your mind is more willing to accept. Yeah, like we were saying before. Yeah. So, so any black cat beca- or dog becomes the panther. That's right. Yeah. So I mean, to people who haven't heard any of those tales before, in Victoria, in the state that we live. Um, there are often reported sightings of large, panther-sized yeah. black cats uh, roaming around in, in woodlands and forest areas, bush areas. And people have actually collected a fair amount of uh, photographic evidence yeah. over the years. <coughs> so um, there's also been photos of footprints. Um, there's also been, well, I mean, there's, I think there's video footage. There certainly is, uh, my friend. Yeah, of, of black cats you know, roaming around. People have different theories about them. You know, of course, there's escaped circus animal, you know, or yeah. zoo animal. And there was the mascot one as well that was for some NRL, uh, you know, um, American football team that came. Yep. And there, was the, there were the Panthers or something. And, yeah. yeah, and they lost it. Yeah. <laughs> or it's a domestic cat, but because it's been living in the wild and over generations, it has become larger. Adapted and got and bigger and more yeah. ferocious. And, but yeah. when you see the footage and you do read the stories, it, you can't help but take a little bit bit of belief yeah, from that's it right. and start to think well, well maybe there are I mean it's not completely ridiculous to no think it's that. not yeah it's definitely believable um, my uh, my brother-in-law actually um, he's a keen hunter yes um, especially a deer hunter and he actually featured in a magazine once with ah. a massive deer head that he shot okay um, yeah anyway so he set up some cameras to just to see if he could find some deer like nearby and all that kind of stuff right um, and lo and behold he captured some footage of a very large black cat very large like the yeah. way even the way it was moving and the, the, the paws and all that kind of stuff I, I still see it in my, in my yeah. mind's eye now yeah. it was big and heavy it might not have been like Panther size, right. but it certainly wasn't Tomcat size. Yep. You know what I mean? It was big. And that's, and, and I look, I mean, not that I, I don't want to assume, but I'm assuming your brother in law uh, isn't someone who readily believes, you know, tales, like yeah. tall tales. No, that's true. They'd be like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah, that's, that's right, not yeah. real. Um, I told him I loved him once, and he was like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> that's not fucking real. No, it's the fucking thing is love. <laughs> That's nice. He had a real connection then. Loves a 303 rifle, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's a good um, bloke. He's a good bloke. But yeah, well, th- that's the thing too, because that in that area, which is the Otways, and, yeah. and through there, yeah. it's that's actually been spotted. There's yeah. common sightings. That's right. Yeah. So I was thinking about Pretty that fair. one. Yeah. I was also thinking about, and this is a lot further back, which is the Bunyip. Oh yeah. Um, bunyip, are you aware yeah. of any like sort of factual stuff that the you know reports no, on the Bunyip? No, I've he- obviously heard of the Bunyip, which is yeah. the Australian version of like the Yeti or the Bigfoot and stuff. Isn't Pretty it? much, yeah, yeah. And I, the only thing that I can remember is that it was something to do with like Dreamtime, like an Aboriginal story. Well, you're, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, yes. okay, that's the only thing I remember though. Yeah, but so so this is a very very old uh, mythological story, but they they sort of it's still up for debate whether yeah. there's any fact to it because. Uh, they're saying that it's most commonly referred to in this state, in Victoria, and also southeast Victoria, which is we have the Bunyip State Park and, and all those things. That's right. So yeah. uh, I think it's basically in that area where they tend to think a lot of the, the, the roots for this whole myth and legend come from. But then they talk about factual reports through the 1800s about Where different sightings. reported sightings just like these black cat things yeah, and you okay. think alright okay so wonder if there's any kind of fact to it yeah. like we're talking about whether it's a domestic cat that's grown bigger for the black cats or some other critter yeah. or and so this this uh, talk about the appearance of the bunyip as being somewhere between and there's a few different um, conflicting stories but yep. one is that it's like a somewhere between a dog and a seal Wow, okay. uh, and it's black, and it has quite a long neck, and okay. it has a sort of a mane. So that does point to Sounds being creepy. a seal-like creature. Yeah, and also the sound that it makes. It would be quite terrifying if you're in the middle of the bush, because it'd be so at odds with what you would be expecting. So. To see a black maned fucking seal yeah. launching itself at you in that the middle of the night would be alarming. <laughs> would be Although I feel like I could outrun a seal, especially on land. Well, I think yeah. on land, yeah. I think wouldn't be able to have a swim it, mate. As they as they say though, these but bunyips are often uh, sort of uh, I can't even think of the words. They're sort of they talk about the being in swamps and uh, yeah, like okay. wetlands and things like that. Right. Okay. So yeah. yeah, but I I think there's some but. Like truth to that, I think that there's seals that have been found a long way inland, like oh, they've said okay. about yeah. sharks yeah, okay. and crocodiles. So they've got it. Could have gone down a creek or an inlet or something. Yeah, and yeah. whether it's like a, I don't know if they call them a pod of, of seals, mm. but a, basically a group of seals of a certain breed yeah. that are darker. They're large. They obviously, they're going to sound like a seal, and yeah, they maybe they do attack uh, wildlife. Yeah. So you're finding the mauled remains of some deer. Jesus. And you go, oh, that's the bunyip. Yeah. So and maybe like you said, like with the, with the panther kind of idea. Yeah. Maybe um, over generations it has slightly evolved, so it's found yeah. itself stuck in this like quagmire or, or, or marshy bulk. Yep. A quag, I think it's called. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, they and then so they've learned to adapt or evolve in their own environment, in yeah. that environment, and then they've become these murky, weird-looking creatures. Which I actually think is kind of awesome. That is, <laughs> it's kind of cool. I like Although, that there is factual explanation behind something that I probably didn't know much about. Just like yourself, you said, oh, it's something you know to do with the Aboriginal folklore and yeah, yeah, um, you know uh, their long history. But but yeah, to when you start talking about what it could actually be, yeah, there's a lot of realism. I suppose the, the only thing, uh, and again, this is my sort of sceptical mind coming into play, is I feel like with all the technology and all the stuff we've got now, 
that we would have been able to find them we would have just sort of gone oh there it is you know and the fact that we haven't makes me think oh I don't know maybe it could have just been a drunken sort of dude sitting at a billabong and well I think at, at one point in our past because I think now we've fucking polluted everything to the point mm. where we've killed anything of any size but I um, think I think you're right I think you know it could have actually possibly have been something some sort of critter like that which created the legend you know and it might yeah. be long gone now but, but it created something that has stayed with us all this time. Precisely. And, yeah. and also, they, they, because of the, the sheer uh, length of Aboriginal history in Australia, yeah. which is, we're talking 40,000 years yeah, of history, yeah. and because of the way that they passed down these stories through the generations, yeah. they're saying that there's actual you know, evidence to suggest that perhaps they're referring to prehistoric Pre- animals. I was just going to say prehistoric stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that would have wow, been essentially cool. a fucking water beast. Because we're, you know, <laughs> like, what, even wombats used to be the size of elephants, didn't yeah. they, roughly? Yeah. Well, even if they were the size of a hippo, you'd be yeah. fucking running, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and that, that interests me as well, because I think, well, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense yeah. to, to say that they could even be talking about something from... 20,000 years ago. Yeah, which to them was just a monster. To them, to their eyes, they just would have been, what the and fuck And they talk about, that? you know, you don't know go down to the waterhole after dark because yeah. the bunyip will get you. We know what a kangaroo looks like. We know what a dingo looks like. We know yep. what a koala looks like. What the fuck is that? <laughs> but I, li- I like that that folklore has stayed intact today. And yeah, I'm sure it's cool, isn't it? international people would probably have heard the, the name bunyip. Yeah. Um, whether they know if it's a real or uh, a made-up thing, I don't know. But yeah. yeah, just like you said about the Bigfoot, the Yeti, and, yeah, the abo- these other creatures snowman. that we've yeah. you know created yep. over time. Um, yeah, there's there's always a, an interesting backstory to how it's been made up in the first place. Um, and then I was looking at some. Oh, hang on, one more thing about Bunyip. Yeah, okay. I actually used to work with a guy who has a pizza shop in Bunyip. There you go. There you go. There you go. Full circle. Yeah, full. <laughs> it's always about the pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, so then the other thing that I was uh, also looking at, in addition to those two things, and I'm, uh, I don't want to keep you know harping on, but I, I, that's where I kind of went when we were talking about thirteen, and then we we're talking about paranormal. I don't oh, know okay. why. Yeah, okay. no, I just right. started going down the Australian path of yep. kind of things that would be interesting to people from overseas. Yeah, that are they, a bit creepy. Yep. Yeah, that they haven't heard before. Yep. And so there was some also uh, interesting haunted places in Melbourne. Now, we've we've talked about them briefly, um, some of the ones that you've visited yourself, yep. oh, or yeah, that we yeah. have a mutual interest in uh, knowing more about and the history of and, yeah. and so forth. Um, one that really kind of interested me is the Queen Vic Market. Oh, yeah. A lot of bodies Um, under there. There's 9,000 people buried under the car park. That's right. Uh, And there were three bush rangers. This is what I found quite funny, but at the same time, I like the link with our our Ned Kelly uh, episode as well. Oh, yeah. Is that uh, the the ghosts of three bush rangers are rumoured to quite regularly hang out in the fruit section oh, yeah. of, okay. uh, of the market of a night time. Yeah, well, they, if yeah. they were bush rangers, they wouldn't have seen things like bananas and pineapples and stuff like that, unless they're up north. Fresh is fresh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So they Back then, it was all potatoes. <laughs> you want a piece of fruit? Is it a potato? Fucking spuds! I've had no fucking spuds to love for the time. Um, but yeah, so that, that was an interesting little tale. There's not a lot of information there, but also the Princess Theatre. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, it's meant to be crazily haunted. Yes. And they talk about a man who, I think his name was Frederico Frederica. Is that the man in black? They, they, it could be. He was a baritone um, vocalist or yep. singer. Um, I actually was going to take you... So this is the thing. I'm, I've, this is why I've been slightly confused driving. I wouldn't normally be, but there was a... Uh, I was going to take you to St. Luke's. Oh, yeah? What's that? Oh, it's a church. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that haunted? No, no. It was just St. Luke's. Did you go to a graveyard one? I was, I was going to say we were going to go there tonight. Let's go there tonight. Okay. This can be a two-part episode. It could be. You want to do that? We can go to Box Hill. That one's not too far away. I'm up for it. Like, I'm, actually go to the cemetery and look up some of the names and stuff in a respectful way. Well, if you're allowed in. I don't know if you're allowed Oh, in. yeah, yeah. Maybe not this time. Like, yeah. <laughs> Might we, can go, we can go have a look. We can, well. see. we can yeah. see. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> okay, so... Um, uh, yeah, so, the, sorry, back to the, the Princess Theatre. Yeah, this chap, the baritone uh, theatre performer, yep. was being lowered onto the stage to begin his part of, of an act, and he had a heart attack and died. Okay, yep. <coughs> well, so in front of everyone? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, um, so he, you know, he's rumoured to be one of the resident ghosts, yep. one of the many, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've heard. heard there's lots there. Yeah. I guess there's something about the theatre that sort of lends itself to that kind yeah, of Yeah, it's full of tragedy so. and full of romance and every kind of emotion you can sort of feel as a human, I suppose. So yeah. you've got all that vibrating around. Actually, that talking of energies and stuff like that, just uh, quickly on, on ghostly kind of stuff... Um, uh, again, my dad got me thinking like this. You know how you could be sitting in a room and you just feel the, the hairs in the back of your neck go up because you feel like someone's there? Yes. Well, my dad believes, and now I believe, that like a, you know when you've got a battery or something, like a AA battery, and you've got it in your remote control and go, fuck, it's dead. Take it out, chuck it in. There's actually still energy in there. It's just yep. not enough to power the control. Yep. So what dad's, dad says is that humans have that, that energy too. And some people might say it's a soul or a ghost or whatever. But that energy, especially if it's somewhere um, where that person's lived for a long time or, or that person is uh, like, like, like the, like the uh, Princess Theatre. Yeah. Um, if someone was a lot, uh, there a lot and they're very passionate about that and that's what they, they lived for, then you're, once they pass, once they die... Their energy is still there, and that's what you kind of sense. Your, your memory is mixed in with your memories and your sense. emotions, and yeah. I kind of, I kind of get that. I kind of think, well, that sort of, that sort of makes it kind of like when someone's done a shit on a toilet before you, <laughs> and you sit down, you still feel the warmth yeah. in the seat. Yeah. How nice is that? Yeah, and it's their energy being it's the toilet trans, warmth. you know, transferred. That's a beautiful it. analogy. I mean, it that is. just that brings it to life right in front of my eyes. Yeah, that's it. Um, a little darker here too and I can see why it troubles people so much so whether or not it's just simply the connotation or you read into it more and feel some sort of bad energies from it but you know like real estate where the, the people prior have had a very tragic end oh, yeah. so people have been murdered or uh, yeah, committed yeah. suicide yep. or there's been you know some sort of terrible crime anyway committed yep. in that that building or that space and like it's Port always Ar- like Port Arthur. Yes. Well, look, I guess that sort of it was already an eerie place. It I've was. Heard. Yeah. Now it even spooks you. And I'm still interested to go there because Me I too, feel yeah. like a lot of Tasmania has that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's obviously added to it immensely by that terrible um, tragedy. But 
but yeah, I guess anywhere, like even just a house down the street. Yeah, if someone if you know someone's been murdered there, it would have a very very odd. Would you buy? It? Would you live in a house like that? No, I mean, I, obviously, no, no, I wouldn't. It's I'll, like the Ouija board. Yeah, okay. I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Um, if I knew, that's the thing. If yeah. I knew, if I had knowledge of that, yes, it would bother me. So if someone died of just natural circumstances, it wouldn't bother you. Oh, but if no. someone, because I'm been, sure, I'm yeah. sure most of us have lived in. Houses yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like yeah. you know, the house I live in currently is uh, it's quite built old. in the 50s, 60s. Yeah, and uh, I'm guarantee someone would have died. There, yeah, you know, I that I don't have a problem with that. If my dinner's not on the table when I get home, someone will fucking die again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, not to excuse the pun, but I mean, you know, that's life. It's sort of that's. Yeah. That's just what happens, and, yeah. and that's part of it. That's just the way that it ticks around. But yeah, yeah I think when uh, a normal life is interrupted in a, in a sort of a grotesque way like that, yeah, gruesome, it becomes yeah. something different. And I think that's why those houses are so hard to sell and to try and, because they have a duty to d- disclose. They do, yeah, that's that right. By law, yeah. Um, um, yep. So, would you say if you and your beloved are in in the market for a new house? Yeah. And say if your beloved like looked at this house and just went, oh wow, this is perfect. It's yep. got all the rooms we need for our 25 children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can have your space, I can have my space, yep. watch Jersey Shore. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, all these things, just ticks all the boxes. Yeah. Um, she could, an animal print room, you know, <laughs> like I had every, everything, everything that Leopard you wanted. Print. Let's Leopard print. Let's be specific. Sorry, about yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, and you're like, yeah, babe, if that's what you want, let's do it. Yeah. And then you're kind of like at the signing yeah. process, and then the real. Oh, the, by the way, the smooth-ass real estate <laughs> called Ricky. Goes, yeah. Sorry, guys, I forgot to mention that there was a whole family massacre here, and just three months prior to the selling. Um, so firstly, why do you sound like a fucking idiot, Ricky? Hi! <laughs> I'm firstly, Troy McClure. Please explain that to me, because that's, you didn't sound like that the whole time we were negotiating. Oh, you know what, Warren? It's the razzle and the dazzle of real estate. <laughs> you might know my friend Luke. <laughs> He's in town. a long history in sales. For a very long time. <laughs> no, he, um, you should catch up with Ricky. Yeah, so I love Ricky. Along really Ricky, well. let's get some dicky. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I would, yeah, I would definitely not. But if you're, what about if your partner was like, Warren, it doesn't matter. Like, they're dead, it's gone, it's just a house we can repaint. We can, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, If I she was I'd, the complete opposite of you. You know, I'd want to know more then about the, the crime itself because, yeah, I don't think I could agree wow, to it. Wow, yeah, I suppose you would. I really don't think I could. Yeah. Agree to it just like that, and just even though it was her dream house, and it was the right, like it was a lot cheaper than normal. You know what I mean? Because of the reason. Because yeah, of the but it's your dream house on that day, and for the first couple of weeks. But yeah, who's to say after that you honeymoon find, period? Find you know, else. when you've been really happy there. Yeah. You all of a sudden it just creeps into your mind. Yeah. The things that have happened. I think it'd be really hard. Particularly to go having to sleep. my children in a house like that. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just wouldn't do it. Well, I yeah. It. I mean, I hate to say it, but especially if children were killed there. You know? Well, because can you imagine oh if you chose? Because I would feel the need to tell them. I think I'm because, the same as you. I don't think I could do it. I think well, I'd be like, and I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm particularly superstitious, but I don't think I'd be able to get it out of my head. You know what I mean? Right. I just keep thinking about it. So it doesn't matter what the start was like. Even if you pushed yeah. it out of your mind for a couple of weeks, months, even yeah. a year. It would eventually come back in. And you, you can imagine, too, you, let's say you chose not to tell your children. Yeah. Some little asshole at school will be like, oh, you live yeah. in that house. Yeah. Oh, that's where this happened. 
yeah. then all the rumours abound, and you can imagine what that would do to a child's mind. Yeah, too. that's right. So there's just no way. It doesn't matter how perfect the house. You could is. only keep it secret for so long from your kids, couldn't yeah. you? Really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I'd even I'm be reluctant. I'd even be reluctant to build on land where I like, even if the house had been demolished. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something very. It's it. You know, just to go back to the Aboriginal. Um, yep. People for a moment. When we talk about the the heritage of their land, and now these days it's good because we have to then just acknowledge them, show their respect for the history in that land and the yeah. ancestors that have lived and died there and hunted there. There's so much uh, family history and emotion tied up in it and yeah. the stories that you have to respect it. So if something terrible like that had happened, even on a, a, that in a house on that land. I just think that the land is kind of tainted almost. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know. Maybe so, that's so going a bit blood. over the top, but, but that's how nah, I feel. I, but I think, like I, like I said before, I don't think for any superstition, superstitious type reasons for me, I think yeah. it'd be more just the fact that I wouldn't be able to... I wouldn't, I'd, I'd keep thinking about it, you know? I just... Yeah. Everything, like especially, say, if in a house... If I saw like a scratch in the wall, I'd be thinking, oh, is that oh, someone man. like trying to get away? Is that a knife? Exactly. You know, yeah, and I just think the who smallest ne- thing. Who needs would, that? Would, yeah. would flip the is that wine on the carpet or the <laughs> blood from someone's scrotum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nah, I think pass on that. Yeah, you would you would say the same thing? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. Pretty the much. land the land one is interesting though. I don't know. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can think, see you trying to, you know think your way around that one yeah I think so yep. but again it, it sort of depends on the crime I know that probably sounds bad but if it's do the crime if it's like do the time well you know the Sandy Hook shootings yes. the, the yeah. toddlers like that one affected me that one really I mean um, you hear about shootings in America all the time yep. and you sort of become a bit desensitised to it all I suppose and it, sadly but that one that well, one occasionally sh- there it's such a sheer level of that one shook me up man like that was you know so I think if that say if the kindergarten or whatever it was it was actually knocked down and then they built some houses there I don't think I could move into that house but if it was a guy that was shot point blank in the head by a a biker gang yeah that's okay okay you know (laughs) so it's the nature of I'd say so yeah anything to do with kids crime yeah wow yeah. It can get pretty dark. Oh, it? So it can, yeah. That's what I mean. It goes through <laughs> that playful side dark. of things when you're talking about the, the mythical creatures and the, yeah. the Halloween-type sort of play uh, horror that you kind of get involved in a lot of the time when it yeah. comes to these, you know, the, the number 13 and don't walk under the ladder and... Yeah, you know, see, all oh, that you saw a black cat. I purposely, like, when I, oh, I actually did it today. I had yeah. a ladder set up against a tree. I had to t- cut off the top part of the yeah. tree, and I walked under the ladder. Doesn't doesn't bother me. You I think I think that actually way. comes from a logical thing, yeah. where if someone's up the ladder and they drop a can of paint or something, they could easily obviously hit you on the head. But if I see a black cat, if I break a mirror or what, all that kind of stuff, I don't, you know, don't yeah, the, do, the seven, seven years of bad luck. Is, yeah, is an I, interesting it'd be interesting to find out where that came from. Yeah, but and I I I guarantee it's as old as time you know what I mean like yeah. a lot of these things is are. it a tale old as time it could be yeah, yeah. it could be a cat's tale song as old as rhyme <laughs> yeah. beauty and the beast beauty might be involved the... <laughs> uh, be yeah our guest be our guest <laughs> Lumiere. I can tell you right now, if a fucking candelabra Jesus. started singing, singing that at me yeah. in, a, in a fucking big French haunted accent. mansion, yeah. in a French accent, yeah. I'd be gone. I think the French accent is the worst part yeah. of it. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's true terror. Je ne sais quoi. You don't understand me. Yeah? Well, it looks like it's locked. That is definitely. Now that's oh, hang on. on. It's not locked. 
kind of open. Security no access. No parking anytime. But is that is the gate Security access is, required twenty four hours. Security access required. Was yeah, it? so they can come in and out of here. We're just at the uh, Box Visiting Hill hours. Cemetery. Ah, uh, okay. Eight till five daily. Oh, okay, there. Uh, there we go. So we won't go so trespassing. security would come and fuck you up. Yeah, the arse. Well, there's always, <laughs> I suppose there's always quieter ones. you just got to find one. But there's the one in, uh, over where I used to live, in uh, Wally, Wallydale. You want to try that one? We can if you like. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's the Ferntree Gully one. Hey, what was the best cemetery you and I ever went to? Not that we've been to many. Well... <laughs> We we that went out to sad, uh, actually, we went out to Broken Hill uh, a few years back, which is a mining town in South Australia, Australia. And, uh, it's uh, out the back of Burke. Yeah, <laughs> no, actually, it's probably even further. Um, yeah, I'd say so. But yeah, it's proper outback, people. Yeah. If you don't know, have a look. It's, Check uh, it out. Uh, what's the um, what's the name of that movie with John Jarrett? Oh, Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek territory, really, isn't it? Well, yeah. It's really. desert. Like so, it's so desert. it's about 80% of Australia <laughs> is Wolf Creek territory. Yeah. Um, Broken Hill is, yeah, well and truly out the back of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of the desert. Uh, yeah, and it takes hours to get there, but Luke and I went there. 13 uh, hours it took. Yeah, I mean, look, driving, it, was, it was pretty good. We did all right. And, and we Not went bad. to see a friend, uh, an old friend there. He was a but cockhead. We... <laughs> It turned Hi. out to be a cockhead. G'day if you're listening, but you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> On the day we decided we'd uh, take a little bit of time out from this friend, this cockhead, we, yeah. we went to a, 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 an even smaller outback town called Silverton. Silverton, which yeah. was which has uh, got a it's a wild west kind of oh, sound. Oh, very much so. Uh, yeah, but the, it also happened to be the location, firstly, for the filming of most of Mad Max Two, yep. the Road Warrior, as many uh, international people would know it as, with Mel. Gibson, uh, which is a fantastic fucking movie oh, if you've was, not seen yeah, it. Brilliant. You need to check it out soon because that is an apocalypse movie. That's brilliant. That yeah. is a post-apocalyptic movie. Okay, uh, so Silverton is, is a fair way away from Broken Hill, but we also found ourselves... Oh, hang on. But, so, so it's where a lot of the filming of Mad Max 2 yes. was, but also what is there for Mad Max 2? The Mad Max 2 Museum. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Which was brilliant. I really liked it there. Well, what I Middle liked... Middle of nowhere, and there's a Mad Max 2 Museum. Run by yep. a POM. You remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He, who who loved the movie so much, he moved, he moved his family out here... That's dedication. ...to open a museum in yeah. the back of fucking nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. Now, we didn't even know that was there, did we? No. When we went to Broken Hill... We just Hill, happened upon it. And yeah. how excited were we? Very. <laughs> we had to go there. We were literally drawn there like moths to the flame. It'd be like, it'd be like going to, I don't know, like Borneo or something. Yeah. And then someone going... <laughs> Oh yeah, there's the the Predator Museum. <laughs> it's just two clicks down the road, guys. It is Whoa! a bit. It is a bit like Fuck that. Yeah! <laughs> Can't believe our luck. Uh, but we went. They still straight. have the helicopter hanging in the tree with all the guts <laughs> hanging out of it. Very cool. Kept in perfect condition. Yeah. <laughs> no, we uh, we were very excited. We went straight there. They had some of the original vehicles. They had a lot of replicas. Yeah. But they also had. I was fascinated by the fact that fossickers of a sort. Uh, went out there and still go out there yeah. searching for parts because at the end of the movie or you know, approaching uh, the end of the movie they blow up that oh, base that's right, yeah. and the, a lot the of the shrapnel and stuff are still floating around so there's there. chunks of the bits and pieces which would be really cool imagine ground. if you had a bit of the gates or no the bit of the bus that's right you know that they moved to so the side some of the good, gate 
good people that had fossicked and found some stuff actually donated to the museum. Museum, yeah. So they could try and get all that memorabilia and, and everything together yeah, so that's people cool. could enjoy it. That's really they cool. had a lot of photos, a lot of um, you know, meet and greet kind of situations. I think a couple of I think Steve Bisley, who was the goose from the first one, oh, yeah. like a few random people had visited the Mad Max 2 yeah. museum, even though he wasn't in that one. And they didn't have the original car, did they? They had a No, they, they had, had a replica. A replica done. of it. Yeah. What's the name of the car again? The Interceptor. Interceptor, that's the it. The V eight. Last yeah. of the V eight interceptor is a piece of history. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, that I was, can that drive was, that tanker. That was very, very cool. You want to um, get out of here? <laughs> Two days ago, I saw. <laughs> yeah, no, I could quote off some go, stuff go very night. poorly. What are you um, down for? I don't know. Yeah, it's I green, buddy. Green. Oh, no. No. Just, Put your fucking foot down, ma'am. Uh, anyway, we were getting there, yeah. so we went to Silverton, and we we sort of got a little bit out of town, just having a bit of an explore, and we came across a very, very very old cemetery. Yeah. I mean, this is as far as Australian, Australian uh, ages history. go. We yeah. don't have... It was early 1800s, remember? Yeah, which for us is extremely old, people. Please yeah. understand that. I know you've all got yeah. old heritage, but... <laughs> Someone in England saying, well, I remember <laughs> the Battle of 1066. <laughs> I checked out my great, 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 and interested in just reading some of the gravestones. Sounds a little morbid, but it was there was a real. It was very sad, if you remember. Uh, it was very sad because yeah. there were some really young people there. A lot, a lot of, young of them, people. a lot of them were young, and it was, it was. Uh, uh, some of the gravestones had the reason. It was like consumption and stuff like yeah. that, which yeah. I believe, uh, if memory serves me right, consumption. Eating too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to think that as a kid, though. Uh, I must admit. It, but it was basically what they caught it when they didn't know what it was. They just yeah. they just died, you know. Could have been anything, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was some very, a lot of young people, and not many people seem. I mean, they were hard, it was hard times, so they were working the land, and the land was just desert. Oh, there wasn't but they much were working the mines. Work. Yeah. That, I think there was a silver mine was there, wasn't there, or something? Yeah, well, Silverton, I think, had a brief kind of silver rush. Yeah, okay. uh, not so much a gold rush, but yeah, I think that uh, some of the other like tin and ore and silver became yeah uh, a bit of a boom industry for a little while. But it sort of Silverton was huge, yeah, and then almost vanished. There seemed to be like a lot of younger, like kids and stuff, yeah. And then it seemed to be um, mostly like forties type ages, where I mean that was old, you know. Yeah. What I mean they'd worked so hard since they were young that that forty was actually old. But then there was quite a few, or not quite a few, but maybe half a dozen really old. Yeah, like they were old. You they know? were they were well and truly like the eighty six, yeah. Yeah. So that was a that was a fascinating little uh, little well, plot of land there. I do remember having that. There was a sort of a mood, wasn't there? That it was. sort of descended on us. Where we, I think it was quite respectful. I know we sound like we get a bit carried away and excited, but yeah, we we it became quite somber, and we walked Somber's around. A good word for it, yeah. Read the gravestones, talked about it a little bit, and sort of tried to maybe think about what their backstory might have yeah. been. And we the spent quite a while there. It was it was ages, and I think the setting itself was quite different because it was all that red dirt yeah there was nothing it was really, a very was wild no west trees. it was a very, very wild west kind of grave and and the other interesting thing was is that it was just an old graveyard it wasn't it was no one no one no had church. died there recently no. you know what i mean like it was 
outside of town, outside of Broken yeah, Hill. Yeah, I think you're right. I there was no, there was no, recent. you know, 97 or I think it might have been 80s, 1980s. From, okay, which from I suppose memory, isn't that long ago. Was was like the early 80s maybe or the late 70s, something like that. I vaguely but, remember but something like that. the vast majority of those graves were from much further, yeah. know, early 1900s. And the graves are all the like the stones were sunken and it was very, you, you mentioned being there at night with a smoke machine. It was very that, you know. <laughs> I don't think you need the smoke machine to be sort fucking of scared <laughs> by yeah, that setting. True. Uh, anyone who's played Red Dead Redemption and been through the, the little graveyards that they have in that, that's, oh, yeah, yeah. that's what it made that's me think of. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, as Luke said, it was very much a Wild West. Plus, you had a six-shooter on your hip. I did. A, yeah. yeah, I always carry one out in the outback <laughs> just in case you get attacked by a bunyip. Yeah, no, um, a piece of straw coming out in my mouth. Yeah. Um, Green, like, arseless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, your fashion, your fashion for that weekend really... Um, it was revolutionary. Was it? The arseless chaps. Oh, okay, like, yeah. I thought you were being real then. I was like, did I? What, what did I wear, no. Warren? What did I tell me? <laughs> was it a quoi? But I think, <laughs> no, I think uh, yeah, but just talking about the, I guess, a mood that sort of descends on a, a piece of land yeah. that has that kind of history behind it. Yeah. You just, yeah, you think of all the stories and, and everything from those people and it, it does take on a kind of a mood. Well, it's somewhere where I, I don't think I'd just spend a lot of time there in the night. No, because no. you just yeah, have yeah. that slightly well, eerie feeling. I actually it. think I would because I like the feeling of fear. Yeah. I like that feeling of that rush of like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's why I played Russian roulette. Every yeah, weekend. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with that six gun. Just on my own. Yeah, just on my own. Go to bed, kids. Daddy's playing his game. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, okay, so I just want to, while we're in Broken Hill still, yes. which is a pretty cool name, it's called Broken Hill because there's a big hill and it hasn't got a top, so they go Broken Hill. We're but it's very, not actually a hill. No, it's not, it's just no. a big pile of dirt. Yeah, um, of, uh, <laughs> it's, oh, what was the name? Iron what did they use for the, the name? It's like the, the waste material. Yeah, shit. Um, <laughs> just, just a big pile of shit. Yeah, that was the scientific <laughs> name too. But it's basically all of the side material that they didn't need. And just kept piling it up in the one spot. Yeah. Until it became a mountain of its own making. And yeah, it had a lookout and everything up there. Didn't for it? those, yeah, for those overseas listeners, if you ever do venture over to Australia, um, don't bother. Don't bother going to Broken Hill. There's uh, plenty of other places that are much more interesting. Unless you're a crazy Mad Max two uh, enthusiast, then you know. Then you have to admit places like Cooper Peak. Make the pilgrimage. Broken Hill. Uh, Ayers Rock, you know, out in the centre. Yeah, got, it definitely got a certain. There's something there, but yep. you've got to be prepared to drive a fucking long time to yeah, get there. Yeah, that's right. And really, like when you get there, you go, oh, it's cool. Yeah, yeah let's, let's just keep, we'll keep driving. <laughs> Might as well keep driving. Where's the, but where's but the hotel? do you remember? Remember we went to the like the mining thing and yep. stuff, and there was that memorial right set up for miners that have died yeah, there. Yep. Do you remember how fucking funny that was? And we were trying not to laugh because there was other people there because of the that what it gave. It gave the name. Yeah. And then it gave how the they died. Death, yeah. And they yeah. had things like they had like Henry Sparks yeah. died in an electrical Ele- fire. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, and they had yeah. uh, had like um, yeah, Charles Slurry yeah, drowned yeah. in drowned Thomas in Waters <laughs> drowned. <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> Around the cleaning and shit, it, and it wasn't just one or two. Yeah, As there was we, a there lot. Was, there was a lot there? of names there. There was hundred, maybe. We, we probably found at least twenty that had those at least, yeah. weird punny connections. And we yeah. found that connection. Oh man, that was. And we were desperately trying to laugh because there was other people there in a very quiet, sort of somber mood, and we were just like. <laughs> 
Look at this that one. was quite uncanny though, wasn't it? Yeah. How many names linked? There was one that was crushed by Timber and he was like his name was like Tim Woods or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Timothy Woods. But the Sparks one, I'll I'll never forget the Sparks because it was S P A R C K S. Yeah. And yeah, died in the electrical fire. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless him. Yeah, Charles Rollington was crushed by, you know, <laughs> yeah, never lunch, yeah. Oh, yeah, poor <laughs> bastards. Happy times, happy though. Times, happy times. Happy times. They loved it back in those days. <laughs> they loved it. They had a great old time. <laughs> Dying early, being buried out in the middle of fucking nowhere. So are we heading to the uh, I don't know. I'm cemetery? Just, I'm just heading this way. Now, we're on, what, what time are we on? We're on 77.30, so I think we could probably creep over to two episodes on this one. The second, I don't but, think we'll do a full-length one on the second one. No, nah, I think part B will be, be shorter. Yeah. But uh, maybe not even... not good to slaughter the uh, listeners with... No, no, but I still feel I feel like we've uh, kept the momentum, and I uh, I think the interest is still there. Oh, well, let's tie out this one. Yeah, with I our think conversation, uh, and then we'll do the our post-apocalyptic. Well, saga. maybe when we come yeah. back on the second episode, uh, sorry, the part B. Yeah. Um, part two. Yep. You like to call it? Yep. Um, let's start with your ghost story. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot My that. ghost story. Okay. Um, I'd also maybe I can do a Bruce file now. That's a great idea, Luke. Yeah, let's do. It. I haven't got the thing, but. The Bruce Files. <laughs> I don't know if you remember last week, kids, but I did uh, start talking about um, a gentleman called Bruce who lived in the... Now, this, this ties in very well with the theme of this episode, the spooky episode. Uh, so Bruce was an old geezer who lived in the back of our house in a, in a bungalow when I was a kid. Um, in the first episode of The Bruce Files last week, I told you about how he would make chicken noises. <laughs> Just all through the day, all through the night, he was he was clearly insane. Now, Bruce Files number two. Uh, so, uh, one day, uh, I'll, I'll make it a quick story, but it's kind of creepy. So, he's a tall, gaunt, lanky, horrible man. And uh, one day, we hear... And it's like dusk, right? And we're like, what the fuck is that noise? We'll look out the window, and there's Bruce dragging a coffin down to an incinerator. Now, back in those days, in the 80s, early 90s, uh, gardens in the uh, Australia uh, suburbs had incinerators, had these little uh, cinder block uh, things, like a barbecue almost, yeah. that you could burn off, you know, waste and stuff like that. And there he is with, this, with the, the fire burning, um, and he's dragging down a wooden coffin and you got to imagine this man, he looks like a grave digger. He looks like, you know, like the kind of ga- guy that's carrying around a coffin, <laughs> dragging this coffin down to the incinerator. And we all, we're all freaked the fuck out. I'm like, what the shit? Anyway, turns out um, uh, under the house was a whole bunch of props because one of the guys that used to live in the house used to build props for a show, an Aussie drama soap opera called Sons and Daughters. And uh, yeah, so thank fuck it was that, and it Which wasn't. It was a big show. I'm sure most people have heard of Home and Away. Oh yeah, neighbors. Yeah, yeah sons right. and daughters. Huge, on that huge level. in England. Yeah. <laughs> you know we belong together. That's the Home and Away That's one. A nice song for Bruce. For I you. call it Homos and Gays. Right. Homos and Gays. Um, yeah, so that's the Bruce Files for this week. Thank you for listening. Well, let's round this episode off then <laughs> right. at 80 minutes. Thanks, everybody. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, listening to part one of the spooky episode 13. <laughs>
My name is Farmer Pickle. That's right, Farmer Pickle. That's enough. Is your life becoming a farmyard of sound and noise? If so, you'll have to try the Fly on the Wall podcast. That's right, the Fly on the Wall podcast. Listen to it today! Get off, Simon! I listen to a lot of podcasts uh, from uh, real crime to science fiction, movies, music-based ones, all sorts of things. And you know what I found? Master of None podcast uh, covers everything all in one tidy little package delivered by um, a lovely broadcaster who um, has a lovely timbre to his voice. So look, why don't you do yourself a favour and uh, download some Master of None podcast episodes and you won't be disappointed. Hello, how are you? My name's Fergus McFlanagan, the big red bastard of the north. And I, uh, I've got a liking for murder. Not your normal kind of murder. Murder you only commit on the moors, late at night, when all is quiet. But I've given it away because I uh, have started to listen to the Fly on the Wall podcast. And it's changed me fucking life, let me tell you. So I recommend it to all of you who uh, might be murdering bastards, but, uh, you know, want to turn to the light side of life. Listen to Fly on the Wall podcast. Every week. Welcome to the spooky episode. Okay, so we're back with uh, part two of episode 13, the spooky episode. Hi, everybody! We're uh, heading to Lilydale Cemetery. Um, and actually, this is probably the perfect segue for me to tell my uh, ghostly story, if you don't mind me going first, Warren. No, that's fine. Please do, mate. Okay, so I used to live near this cemetery and uh, many moons ago. And at the time, I had a lovely dog. He was my favorite dog of all time, and his name was Thunder. He was a cross between Alaskan Malamute and a boxer, and he was a big, dingo, badass-looking motherfucker, but he was a big puppy dog. He was actually a really big softy, and he was my best friend at the time. Well, you know, obviously Warren and Keith and Glenn too, <laughs> but as far as any animals, he was my best friend. Um, and he was one of those dogs that just... Uh, you know, I'd come home, he was all, it doesn't matter what mood I was in, he was always happy to see me and excited and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and then when I was having a particularly bad day with, with, you know, stuff going on in my life at the time, I'd go out the back and he just seemed to sense that as well. And he'd just come over and he'd just put his head on my lap and look at me with his big brown eyes as if to say, are you okay, Dad? <laughs> I'd give him a bit of a pat and he always made me feel better. But anyway, so, one night, um, I was walking thunder 
and I thought, oh, instead of just going around the block, I might go like right around the big block and go past the cemetery. So it was um, maybe seven o'clock roughly on a, or maybe a little bit later, eight o'clock on a, maybe a spring night. So it was kind of warmish, but not, um, not boiling hot. And uh, anyway, so I'm walking along, no problem at all. Start walking past the cemetery and the first thing that happened, now I've got to tell you as well, Thunder was, I know all dogs love going for a walk, like I used to get the chain out and he would just lose his shit because he knew it was walk time. Um, but he was a big boy, so he would pretty much pull me along on the lead, like it was like he was walking me pretty much. So very excited dog, and he, and he didn't stop for anything. He would stop when I'd say stop, like at the road and stuff like that, but generally speaking, he was just like, let's go down, let's fuck shit up, and just drag me around the suburbs. Um, <laughs> But then anyway, so this particular night, going for a walk, same old, same old, he's dragging me along. We start walking past the cemetery and it was getting darker, but you could still see, okay? So it wasn't pitch black like we're in now, but it wasn't light either. Um, anyway, so we're walking along. The first thing that happens is it got quite windy. It got just a, a quite a gust just suddenly, and it was a very still night. It just started to blow. And I just, I noticed it because I saw the trees starting to sway and stuff like that. And then seconds later, so I noticed that, seconds later, Thunder just stops dead right in front of me. Like he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't stop for anything. But he stops right in front of me so abruptly and sat down so abruptly that I almost tripped over him. And I was like, what the fuck, boy? Like, what's, you know, but it was just odd. It was so odd for him just to stop. And he just stared into the cemetery, right? And all the bristles and the, you know, all the hairs on the back of his his coat were all bristled up like you know when they're when they're annoyed or they're like they're tense it was that but he just sat perfectly still he wasn't wagging his tail his ears were straight up and his his nose was he was just pointing straight into the cemetery and i followed his gaze i was like looking at him thinking what are you what are you doing and then i just sort of stopped looked at what uh, looked out into the cemetery to what he was looking at and all I, all I can say, like I've been saying, I'm, I'm quite the skeptic. I saw in the distance, um, maybe I'd say 50 meters away, was the shape of a human. And it, I, for some reason, I felt like it was a woman. Um, and it was, it was white, like quite white, all over. There was no, uh, no um, this is definition. Oh, you can go down here, yeah. Um, there was no detail it was just like a it was like a shadow but white if that makes sense and it was just moving very very slowly through and it kept appearing and reappearing and then i realized what was going on it was going behind trees and cemetery stones and stuff like that uh, gravestones and stuff like that and it just it probably went for oh, not even 10 seconds just was going along and it was the shape of a human's on a on a on a uh, profile of a human, and like I said, I really feel like it was a woman. I can't really explain why. Just maybe the way the slenderness of it, or something. I don't know. And it, that was it. And that, and then it it was gone. And then the dog was ready to go again. And I'm standing there, and the the hairs on the back of my neck were standing right up. I, I think I literally, I, I actually did shiver. And then I found myself looking around, going what is it like I almost had like a little laugh in my like I was like wow what what was that what was that like I had to I'm telling myself did that did I just see that and I'm looking around to see if there's like a spotlight or 
if I, I don't know looking for answers basically what looking around where I was and just thinking what was that and how how did that happen and is it a person and it was no person it was no one walking there it was just this I don't want to well apparition I don't know what you want to call it apparition's but it was, probably a good term but it was something it was something moving there that wasn't just the lights it wasn't actually a person and to this day I don't know I don't know I don't know what it was but that was the closest I suppose to it and it happened to be a cemetery and here we are now I can actually point to where it was so it was we just rounded the corner see this see that pillar there Warren yeah. it was just or the sign sorry just before that gate there really yep just stopped and like I said the wind and the wind didn't last long either it was, right. a, it, was it was maybe five seconds the wind the gust of wind and it was just fucking weird. It was creepy. It sounds weird. And yeah, so we're at the cemetery now. Um, hopefully, we can have a bit of a, a geezer, a bit of a ganders in there. I think the gate's just here. Be odd if we bumped into some other people who, you know, are doing a podcast tonight. Yeah, there you go. Looks open. It is open. Go have a look, see, eh? Now you're getting worried, aren't you? Why aren't I was going to call Oh, we'll well, just like go. I said, mate, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I don't know, foolhardy. I don't look at myself as a foolhardy person. Well, I probably am, aren't I? Foolhardy. Yes, yeah. I'd say fool. Bit Tom, fool. Bit Tom Hardy just as well, fool. I reckon. <laughs> bit Tom Hardy. There's a little bit of Tom Hardy about you. Yeah. Bit Laurel and Hardy, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't do the door. You'll have to get my door. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we're at Lillardale Cemetery. Um, it's very quiet. I haven't got out of the car yet because the door doesn't open for me. So there we go. Warren's in his thongs. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. And now, see, we just suddenly start talking quieter. <laughs> because there's no background noise. Nah, it's weird, isn't it? It's a chilly old night so as well. I tell my ghost story as we walk through the Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, okay. Okay, so... So we're just going to go for a stroll. It's a... What, the moon's quite bright tonight actually it's a full moon well not probably, quite a full moon probably a good thing <laughs> yeah which way would you like to go oh, I don't know let's go let's left. left I don't feel like I want to walk on the grass do you no, 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 nah no, we'll no, stick to the path I think it's a respectful <laughs> thing to do oh I, yeah I, true it doesn't true. matter how you think about it I think it's just yeah. respectful like you could walk on that bit I suppose that's yeah, a path course. isn't it yeah okay let's do that yeah so tell your uh, tell your story one so I think it was probably what year 9 year 10 did I know you at the time when I told you about it uh, yeah Okay, so it was, it was obviously year I think 10 it was year or later. 10, yeah, 15, yeah. Um, and I'd always been slightly, some things about my house where I lived with my parents freaked me out, but it was all timber. So things used to creak and moan and move when there was windy nights and you know, rainy nights and so on. So I was always a little bit superstitious. But this particular evening, I'd been feeling odd. It's hard to explain in detail. Um, but it was just an odd feeling. I felt out of place. I felt um, aware of something that wasn't quite right. So whether that was internally or just about the atmosphere. Um, I went to bed that evening later than I normally did because I just wasn't relaxed. And I remember putting on Metallica, as you do, um, in my headphones and it was a bit old-fashioned in those days. I had a tape player next to the bed and you got the cable <laughs> over to the <laughs> tape player and I was listening to Sad But True, I think. And uh, 
I was just lying there with my eyes closed, feeling very, very awkward and uncomfortable and ill at ease. I had my hands clasped over my stomach or chest and uh, I was just laying on my back with my head kind of propped up a little bit so I, I didn't fall asleep with the, the cable and the headphones and everything. Um, and uh, there's a broken uh, grave there. <laughs> and Creepy. we... Uh, sorry, we... And... I, I had this growing sense of disquiet just lying there, just listening to the music. I, I should have been just zoning out. And so I, I was drawn to open my eyes. I opened my eyes and I was quite awake. I, I certainly wasn't half asleep and I wasn't drowsy or anything. I opened my eyes and in front of me was an old gentleman uh, standing, leaning forward, looking at me Jesus. about or no more than a metre away. Um, and just looking at me, there was no, there was no malice. There was no um, kind of threat to the way that he was positioned, other than the inquisitive sort of look that he was giving me, and the position, like just leaning forward, looking at me, was the thing that I think scared me the most because it was obviously unexpected. And so I had a very, very sharp intake of breath, um, and kept staring, and until it sort of slowly faded into nothing um into the background until i could see the television and shelf that was behind it um but that took probably a good 15 to 20 seconds for that view to come back and so until then i saw this this fading image of this old man looking at me was he was he like did he have an expression on his face just uh I guess it's like a blank expression. Yeah, okay. So not... Like I said, there was no threat to it. There was no... No smile in his eyes or no, anything? No, yeah. no, nothing like that because it was also dark. So I couldn't see features um, 100% clearly. Yeah. Um, Jesus. And he, he had a sort of a broad kind of friendly oh, face. Does it matter? Uh, no, okay. it's all right. Because yeah. this is not actually under the graves. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, he, he had glasses on. Um, and not recognisable at all. You didn't like a flannelette like a shirt. Well, not anything. that I that I knew. Yeah, okay. Um, do you reckon you could draw him now? Like, could you actually? I think I could probably like do like a composite sort of That'd sketch. That'd be cool if you could do that. I reckon. Um, yeah, but it was yeah, it was probably more that just that standing position of looking at me like that that really freaked me out the most. Yeah. Um, and my dad also mentioned some situations where he didn't see so much as a detailed figure. He saw what was like an ethereal form i suppose you could say so just the shape and the fuzziness of a of a human figure um and also so had my nan in the same space of time in the just in the house not in your well my nan no so my nan had seen it at her house oh but my dad had seen it at our house right down the back of our uh, pathway and his hairs had stood up and he turned around it was behind him jesus and my nan had seen um, oh no, that's right, because it was my brother who'd, um, I think, oh, she, no, that's right. She thought it was my brother who'd come to stand next to her. And she oh. turned and he was still watching TV. Oh, God. And so there was actually a, this sort of form standing next to her. Wow, yeah, that's creepy. And, uh, yeah, so, and, my, you know, my dad, when I told him this, this, uh, story of what had happened with me you know he believed every word because of his own experience i don't think necessarily something he thought about much before 
but he certainly gave a lot of credence to it on that evening. So there you go, guys. Jesus, yeah, that's a creepy one. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, I, I actually didn't believe in ghosts or anything like that at all until you, my best friend, told me what you saw, and I knew that you wouldn't be bullshitting me. So I thought, fuck, there's got to be something out there. I mean, I tried And I think I asked you all the standard, like, was you sleepy? Was you drunk? Was you, <laughs> you well, know? I tried to exp- Are we going? Yep. Oh, you might as well, yeah, you reckon? No, that was cool to tell your story while we were Walking doing that. through yeah. symmetry. That yeah. was really cool, because I think the crunching of the stones and stuff is all... I was going to try and look for, like, a, a really old grave... grave stone or something but um tricky tonight isn't it yeah no it's all right it's interesting uh, that it is open just in the evening yeah well i suppose people are dying to get in there you know (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yeah yeah oh yeah love it love it yes i'll tell you what it's much more comfortable in this car (laughs) it is much warmer (laughs) in the old hearse eh? (laughs) eh That's the um, interesting thing. If I was there by myself, I think I'd I'd feel a bit uneasy. Um, oh, strolling yeah. around no, with you, even talking about a ghost story, yeah, I, I didn't feel any kind of sense of uh, discomfort. And I think because we were there respectfully, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like that. That's we weren't laying on the graves, and that's the thing. I trickling think if blood you, onto each other from, <laughs> from a lamb, a slaughtered I lamb. I think if you act in that way, you, you, that's where you open yourself up for that kind of experience. Yeah, that's right. Whereas if there's a bit of reverence about it, um, yeah, I, I don't think you sort of channel those those same feelings. Yeah, no, I agree. But I do find it very interesting, and I think that everyone has a particular way of sort of regarding it and thinking about it, whether they ignore it completely or they do give it some some merit and, yeah, they just sort of treat it very carefully, <laughs> yeah. which I can understand as well. I did, I did know a girl that used to go and lay on graves... Yeah, to get a bit of a buzz. Right. Uh, <laughs> gravely, I was gravely concerned. Yeah, for her. You would, you would nah, you? Oh, sorry, man. That's okay. Um, Jeez, mate. Yeah, Jeez. Leave my shit everywhere. Uh, yeah. Well, I look. I've got one more small little ghost story for you. Shoot. Um, so when Mum um, was a young mum with my eldest sister, um, she was the only one born at the time. Um, uh, she was. They were living in a flat. Mum and Dad and my older sister were living in a flat, and my sister had just started to talk, but was still like a toddler, I suppose, because yeah. she was still, you know, hadn't be helped with dinner and stuff like that, being spoon fed and blah blah. Um, sitting in her high chair, Mum's feeding her, and she just, and it was just them two in the house, yep. in the flat, and then suddenly my sister Nikki looks over to the side and points and goes, ah, "Man, mm-hmm. man," and my mum's like, uh, "What? What?" Don't be silly, there's no man there. And then she looked over to another corner and was like, <laughs> man. And mum, at that point, mum just grabbed her and got the fuck <laughs> out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As uh, you would. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one more really lame, really lame. <laughs> two, two lame. Oh, two lame ones. Yeah, right. why not, eh? One yeah. for the road. Um, yeah, ghost jokes. So, oh, no. Why do ghosts like riding in elevators? Because they like to raise their spirits. <laughs> what, uh, what kind of ghosts love to dance? The boogeyman. <laughs> ah, thank that, you, Google. The one, thank you, <laughs> Google. <laughs> the one thing I will uh, appreciate from that is it made me think of the Rob Zombie song. Yeah, I'm, I'm a boogeyman, boogeyman. It's a great song. <laughs> 
Uh, so that's cool. But uh, I, now, just quickly before we move on I like to mouth of madness. That's I was listening to that today. Oh, that's In yeah. the mouth of madness. <laughs> no mouth of darkness. Mouth of darkness. Mouth doesn't of matter. They're mouth, both no, good mouth names. of madness. They're both good names. Yeah. Um. But yeah, before we move on from this this particular theme that yes. we talked about tonight, uh, feel free to contact us and tell us your own experiences. Yeah. With the uh, with the, the paranormal or the surreal or the mysterious, it doesn't have to be like a a scary story. Just something a bit weird, weird, a creepy, bit, spooky, whatever. Something that you Horrific. can't quite explain in normal terms. Yeah, that'd be cool because that would be fascinating to hear. And we, I'd love to do another episode that sort of deals with some of those. Yeah, that'd be cool. And just yeah, just talk about them, read them out. Oh, jeez. Oh, shit. And whether you want us to... There. I thought you ran someone over. <laughs> no, no, no. And whether no, you want us to today. Read, read your stories out or, uh, yeah. or if you wanted to record them and send them to us or whatever you want to do, yeah, you can yeah, send them to us. Yeah, we can play them for sure as well. Yeah, you can send them to us um, on my uh, work email, which is gardens by the minutes at gmail.com or you can send them to fly on the wall podcast 11 so 11 at gmail.com um, or you can you know contact us on Instagram which is fly on the wall podcast with an underscore between each of those words you can DM us or leave a comment on one of our lovely pictures um, yeah whichever way you want to approach us you can approach us on the street flash your bits at us and say <laughs> cop that you fucking bastards and I'm not telling you a scary story. <laughs> but, yeah, we'd love to hear from you in any way. So if there's any of the past episodes you have any particular interest in or any extra tidbits to add, yeah, please feel free. And, yeah, and as for tonight's one, just get involved. We'd love to hear from you. Now, just before we get into the post-APOC uh, saga, just need to follow up, Warren. Have you used economic environment? Today, in a sense, because okay, you know tell what, the story, tell the I story. was thinking, I was actually thinking about this morning on the way the to work. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I was like, I, I'll be ashamed Jeez. if I can't regale. Luke's gonna hit the roof. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna be so disappointed in me. I, how am I gonna explain this? So back in episode so, eleven, I, uh, <laughs> I told Warren that um, to make myself sound even more wanky than usual, <laughs> I used to like putting. Uh, in this economic environment into conversation because I thought it made me sound a little bit smarter than I actually am and I said it to worked, Warren mate. it worked I told Warren he needs to use that phrase in a sentence at some point okay now the context probably wasn't ideal but I needed to get it out there so we were talking about the uh, you the, want sugar with your coffee in this the, economic environment I'll say nay nay you've got to save every bit um no, I, I was discussing with the, the manager at the particular uh, workplace that I was at today because yep. they've actually just recently been purchased, as does tend to happen in the industry occasionally, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, by another company. Uh, and we were discussing some of the, I guess, the you know the reasons for that and some of the, I guess, the background into what changes uh, the profitability of the... Wow. I, can, I think you can see where it's going here. Yeah, the profitability of a, of a centre... Um, and you know some of the factors that that make it go up and down and, and all that sort of stuff. So it's very exciting, enthralling conversation. <laughs> but but you know just having a chat. I've gone to sleep now. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you did ask. Yeah, I did. Um, anyway, and I, and I thought, all right, before I walk away, I need to get this out there. And so I said, well. Look, I suppose it's just it's just indicative of of the uh, current economic environment <laughs> that we have 
that we have this situation where well, there are so that's many. Good. Uh, and I sort of sniggered it myself. Yeah. But it kind of went without. Did you have that like little internal giggle like Luke's going to love this? I was more nervous like, you know, when we do the accents of getting the mockers. Yeah. I had a real kind of heat in my in my head that I, I need to like get through oh, and get out of there. That's gold. Hot so pot. I was like, thanks. Good job. Good Thank job. you very much. Make it audible. Yeah, it's it. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to smack you in the face you you <laughs> What's the matter Dutch? <laughs> uh, no, sorry, uh, what's the matter Dylan actually Dylan, yeah, yeah. Dylan. Oh man, don't even know my own Apollo Creed um, Yeah, well done, that's excellent So yeah. I, well, I'll stop hassling you now just to put it into conversation. <laughs> I was quite happy with myself for getting Yeah, no, no, you did well Especially <gasps> especially because I feel like you sort of led the conversation as well You sort of like drove it into that Yeah, I needed to take it that way Yeah, yeah. no, it's good, very good <laughs> Let's talk about the you know the financial background so I can take it towards economic environment <laughs> yeah, just oh. purely for that agenda yeah uh, all right let's post apocalyptic time now we're up to episode no chapter oh, is this seven chapter seven is it now or five six uh, no, I think it's pretty sure chapter it's seven. seven okay I'll just play the thing we'll correct ourselves if we're wrong on June 14 So I would uh, actually like you to do the recap, Warren. Why? I felt, I felt like, <laughs> even though mine was shorter, yeah, I felt like yours. Listening to him back, honestly, yeah, I felt like yours was more in depth and and really sort of set the scene more. I feel like I sort of skimmed over stuff too quickly because I was more concerned about the time. So I reckon, yeah, I don't know. It's got to be obviously a bit of a fine balance, but yeah, I'd like you. You're to... welcome to put your thoughts in, guys. <laughs> Warren do the recap on the saga or should Luke? Yes or you can no. vote now on Twitter and MySpace and yeah. shit. Well, look, let's. I'll try my best to try and make it a little more clipped. But basically, should I go from the very start? Yeah, like just uh, yeah, like you know, what's happening, where recap. we are. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so what we have thought was an Ebola virus has, uh, has broken out in our wonderful quaint little town of Melbourne and Victoria and Australia as far as we know yeah uh, we as far as have, we know the world as far as we know that's yeah. right we've had limited information that's once right, yeah. the shit hit the fan because we got out of Dodge we got our family and friends together we took off up into the high country near Bright look it up on the map if you don't <laughs> know where it is um, we've we've found a property uh, where it's abandoned, or at least the people have, have uh, been infected and died. We've secured it. We've uh, we've tried to establish uh, some, some crops, uh, some salvaging uh, miss- uh, missions and scavenging miss- missions, yeah. uh, headed up by you, getting out there and, and finding machinery and tools and weapons if possible. We have about 75, 80, 85 people. I reckon it's probably yeah, pretty big. And we've really sort of we've really sort of come to terms we've with tried the situation. To settle in with the situation. Yeah, and yeah. settled into it that's it yeah. and, and tried to get a bit of regularity in the kids lives and our own lives and give ourselves some distinctive roles 
where we're, we're doing things that sort of suit our personality as well. Yeah. Uh, we've had a bit of a run-in briefly earlier on in the piece with a small group that had been camping out there uh, where they didn't have any lady folk with them, so they've been trying to intimidate us with uh, threats of violence and so on, demanding their own group of women to take. The butcher and the butcher's brood. The butcher brood. and his fucking gang. The butcher's brood. Yeah, oh, the butcher's yeah. brood. Yeah, that's right. And he has uh, he has since come back with a larger uh, group, contingent, and actually kidnapped uh, and stolen away Glenn's beloved. And Glenn is one of the uh, main characters in this little saga. Indeed he and, is. So, uh, Pappy. The, the, the sort of... Uh, the, the, the sub story I suppose you call it is that he kind of went off the rails a bit with the whole uh, end of the world and yes. started drinking a lot and being real doom and gloom and sort of being the end is nigh kind of guy and uh, rhyme. Keith yeah <laughs> Keith has uh, a mutated arm Keith isn't the chief but he's into a lot of mischief and uh, nah, uh, yeah and Keith is a bit of a boy scout and we were worried about him at first because we had a bit of a stomach no had a bit of a flu type sort of um, flu type symptoms which yeah. we were led to believe were so we locked him up the then we let him out because we thought no nah, he seems good but now it turns out that his, his right arm is uh, really starting to mutate like look a lot muscular muscular is that a word? yeah Mu- more, more muscular more muscular yep and um, a bit it's sort of weeping so a bit of pus <laughs> and it's a bit red and sore looking and blistering and, and, and all that and shedding skin but it has given him some extra strength it's and, a lot stronger yeah until it became obvious he sort of kept it uh, a little bit on the quiet and being I guess using it to aid his particular job which has been um, repairs uh, ad- adapting equipment yeah. keeping things running coming up with you know new ideas and fresh kind of inventions to kind of make life a little easier um, so the and the butcher and his brood they yep. came back and they yeah basically stole uh, Pappy which is Glenn's wife yep they tried for more but they were only able to get Pappy in the end we've all sort of gone after him and uh, Glenn has cut sick and basically jumped on a motorbike on his own and gone after him by himself. Gone off into the night, yes. But we've managed to uh, catch up with him and he's beating the shit out of a tree. He's just angry. And then <laughs> yeah. I, me being a scout that I've been, you know, taking on the role of a scout, um, uh, I've known where the baddies are, the broodies. So we're off to basically go on the offensive and uh, counterattack and get Sappy back. Okay, so would you say that it is just the the four of us in this particular? Uh, well, I think party? I, I think I would have been because I was out with you a were handful. in a larger group. Yeah. yeah, I'd say maybe like half a dozen of us, and then plus uh, you three. So that is ten of us. Okay. So that is ten of us now. Right. And uh, yeah, we, we've I reckon we've encircled the the, the camp of the brood, and. Um, we're ready to fucking tear shit up. We're, we're trying to restrain Glenn and like go, like let's be tactical about yes. this. But, but uh, he's, he's basically, he's roaring. Like yeah. he's sort of, he, we're not able to make it any kind of secret. I kind of feel that perhaps the, the balance of our group has not felt that we've got the numbers. Yeah. Um, and because it was a spontaneous thing, we just basically went after them in the night. Yeah. I feel like they might have held back. Yeah. And okay. it ends up being the four of us. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. right, yep, um, yep. Sort of against uh, a larger contingent. So they've of sort of gone, oh, no, 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 they've backed away. Well, look, honestly, this is not a good idea. We need to come back and tomorrow even though, and 
you know. And even though we, as me, as in me, you and Keith, yeah. might be a bit, a little bit more like, I don't know. But Glenn's like, I'm fucking doing this with you or out without you. So, so we've like, gone in. We're with you then, brother. He's so our mate. So yep. we're basically we're concerned for his safety. We're concerned for Pappy's well-being. So what kind of weaponry we've got? I'm, I'm thinking I've got a shotgun, a pistol, and a machete. <laughs> you thought about this? Yeah, so you've yeah, got three of course, things. Of course. I, I feel like Keith would have something. I think he'd have like a pistol. Yeah. But I also feel like he would have something a, a katana. Bit more, uh, Samurai sword. Yeah, I don't know. I was sort of thinking like some sort of fucking sledgehammer. Compound bow. Oh, and okay, he's like yeah, carrying yeah. it in his strong arm. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like that. And a uh, sledgehammer in his strong arm and a pistol on his side. Yeah, I, I sort of. I'm a. I'm a kind of a, a an axe kind of person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but and, a pistol as well. I and a pistol. Yeah. Maybe two. You've always tried to encourage me to carry one. Yeah. Like, I'm a, a little <laughs> yeah. bit, like, apprehensive yeah. uh, with carrying them. But because but when now I leave camp, I always try and uh, respect your wishes <laughs> and carry them. And now pistol. you're like, thank fuck I've got these. Yeah, thank fuck I've got something. And you've got, like, a whole bandolier of clips as yeah. well. <laughs> well, I've got, like, a satchel yeah. uh, with uh, some magazines <laughs> yeah. as well. And Glenn's so, got a scythe. Well, I was going to say, I think that these, uh, the, the butcher's brood is holed up in kind of like a... It's it's not a barn in as much as it's kind of like it was like a shearing shed or yeah. like a, there was a you know a bit more of a, an industrial scale thing Actually, going on there. I reckon he's got you know the what's you know the emblem on the Russian flag the sickle thing the that, sickle just the hand sickle you though, not, the, have a not hand the big sickle. double handed one well, just the, the a hand sickle and yeah. it may be like a sawn off shoddy as well. Yeah, okay, sawn off shotgun. <laughs> There's dance, motherfucker. <laughs> So basically, uh, and and from this is a random memory. When I was a kid, uh, I used to have a lot of stays at, at these old farm kind of homesteads. Oh yeah. And you would often stay in the old house. The family that owned the property and ran it would be in the new house that they'd built. Is this like else a special farm for retards? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. But what you would often find, just you know, you'd often find horseshoes, and you would often find those little sickles. Sickles, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I'm kind of feeling like it's it's almost just stuck somewhere, just on the side of a barn. It's yeah. like, like just hanging pushed there. into a little oh, yeah, notch. That's cool. yeah, yeah. And and this one's you know, it's not it's a bit rusted like hand but size, but it's it's probably the size of your forearm. Yeah. The yeah. blade itself is probably the size of a your forearm. A little bit a little bit smaller than a, like a basketball ring. Yeah. That kind of roundness to yeah. it. Yeah, that's cool. And so Glenn's just fucking grabbed that. Yeah. Because he's got the shotgun. He's got the sawn off, yeah. But he's just nabbed this on the way through and he's just charged full and he, length yeah, into the bar. He's got tears in his eyes. Yeah. He's gritting his teeth so hard there's blood coming out of his gums. Yeah. Like he's just... <laughs> and his teeth are cracking. Like he's fucking just lost he's it. He's lost his mind. And we're, we're there to get Pappy. And we wouldn't have necessarily just dove into it, but we're there behind him. Yeah. And, so right, uh, you're the you're go. the you're the uh, unofficial you know leader. Oh. So and the more tactical kind of dude. So well, I feel like you'd be louder in this situation. I'd I would really be louder, do. but not necessarily you know overly. He's tactical. like, yeah, Glenn, let's go. Well, I, I do think there's a there's something to be said about a surprise attack, but yeah. I think a smart surprise attack, like a Molotov. Uh, a Molotov. What do you call it? Molotov. Molotov yeah. cocktail. Um, a couple of those thrown dead centre into the camp so yeah. to create havoc, and then we just we just like I a, tell you, you have to ready like yourself quickly though because Glenn's not waiting. Yeah, yeah, no. So I reckon we've got like each corner of the camp we've yeah. got to ourselves. Right. We throw the Molotov cocktails straight into the middle of their encampment. Yeah. And that blows up like a couple of their bikes and throws them into havoc. They're like, "What the fuck?" It sort of lights up the scene, I guess. And then the we just we just charge in, and we're I'd say maybe me and Glenn can just charge in doing the hacking and the shooting. Yeah. And you and Keith are looking for Pappy. 
Yeah, and then yeah. it's and then it's basically you know a fighting retreat. And I think once she hears Glenn, I think she starts screaming out. And yeah, getting yeah, getting our attention. Uh, and we basically we're just hacking through. People. I reckon it's yeah. pretty it's pretty frantic. I reckon you're covering Keith while he just punches the fucking doors of a barn wide open. With yeah, his, but with his mutated arm. But <laughs> all of a sudden, yep. Uh, there's a creaking in the uh, in the depths of the the barn. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. And unbeknownst to us, a friend of the the, the butcher's brood. Oh yeah, has been infected the same way that oh, Keith yeah. had. And he's fucking full mutated. He has been infected that way for a lot longer, and they've kept him locked away for a lot longer. Yeah. And so what comes out of this? Yeah, pit he just comes barreling out. Fucking, <laughs> it's like a fucking. It's hard to adequately describe, but it's basically like it's it's some sort of ape, I suppose, because yeah. the arms are overdeveloped and the chest, the, and the chest, back muscles, back muscles. There's like the spine is really protruded. The legs are kind of um, twisted but shorter. Yeah, inverted. and so there's there's much more of that that crouched over hulking kind yeah. of um, yeah pouncing mm. along on all fours. And it's got like straps of skin hanging off his face and his chest and his stomach. Yeah. It's sort of like a... Uh, do you remember it's League of Extraordinary hair. Gentlemen? Oh, yeah. Jekyll and Hyde? Yeah, yeah, what he was yeah, like? like that kind of... I sort of see that really twisted yeah, vision of a cool. human. Has he got a top hat? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be even better. <laughs> be cool. But no, not yeah. in this instance. And he just Maybe comes sailing out up. straight But it comes Keith. fucking bounding out and, yeah, and, and dives straight at Keith. And see, Keith's still got, obviously, most he's mostly human. So, he is mostly yeah, human. But there's definitely a fear there, but he's still going to fight... Like all he's got in a quick moment he he understands that this is the same it's the same situation yeah. except that this is a, a much more advanced he's looking in uh, the mirror degree yeah. of it and he's like oh fuck yeah you know I know that this thing can probably rip my friends apart yeah with its bare hands I need to stop it so he throws any way I can yeah. so he literally runs with his with his with his strong arm sort of at the front oh like, yeah you know shouldering shoulder. the door or yep, sort of yep, kind of yep. thing fucking charges at it and shoots at it at the same time so over his shooting shoulder. at it with his other hand um, and, and they start having this kind of I guess you can imagine this awkward fight where he's trying to favour his strong arm yeah. and keep that in the way and he just looks at Pappy he's like go <laughs> and then you grab her throw yep. her over your shoulder yep. come running out that's cool uh, come running out but, but Glenn are just covered in blood <laughs> of our enemies but in the meantime the butcher's also because the butcher was the one who released this beast oh yeah yeah onto uh, Keith yeah and he's standing nearby and he sort of had the chain in his hands yeah, and released just let it yeah let it go oh, so um, even though it's fucked up like it's a fucked up mutant it's got some loyalty to the butcher well it's loyalty because they feed it and we don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah yeah okay it's yep. feed. Jesus yeah <laughs> and the butcher I got this vision of the you know the Molotov cocktail flames are burning. The yeah. butcher's standing there in his leather apron with That's his cleaver, cool. yeah, his cleaver in hand, and the he's, chain got, he's in got his, the, hand. his legs all. Remember we shot him in the, the legs. He's, he's got the wound in his leg, so it's yeah. been like with timber splints. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so he's sort of standing there, but half kind of half cocked about the whole thing. Sort of smiling. He's got a gold tooth. He looks sweaty, <laughs> like he's not well from the whole yeah, ordeal yeah, and the pale. wound. Yeah, but he's fucking angry. Yeah, and he's, and he's taking laughing. pleasure in in the situation. And Keith's fighting with all he's got, I reckon. He's got, he's given it fucking. It's everything. a pretty, I would say, it's a pretty one-sided battle as far as like the mutants. Pretty got the upper hand. Oh, I think so. But, yeah. but Keith's got the fucking, he's you know, the fire, the courage, and the fire to stand there and take it while his brothers escape. Yep. So yeah, so I reckon there's a big, you know, a beautiful scene where <laughs> you come running out of Pappy over your shoulder. But Glenn, I, I, Glenn I, looks up, and for a, a fleeting moment, there's a softness to him, yep. and then he 
he's back into the fray with slice and fucking throat. Just as I'm getting out that barn door, the meat cleaver takes off my hand. Oh Jesus! Oh, the yeah. meat cleaver from because the butcher. The butcher, the butcher's so he fucking it. thrown it across oh, the room. Cool, yeah. As I've taken Pappy out the door with her oh, on my shoulder, Jesus. it's fucking hacked into my wrist. But are you, I reckon you still keep running. Oh, I keep running with yeah. the fucking meat cleaver Jesus. hanging out my arm. Yeah. Uh, Keith is left in the barn fighting. I reckon. You and I reckon have got the bodies of. Uh, I reckon seeing that happen to you, I'd automatically want to go running into the barn, yes. and then you grab me as well, like you. Split. No. With your bloody stump. <laughs> no, Luke. Let's go. The fight is over for today. <laughs> Suddenly we're speaking all medieval. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it'd be basically a fighting retreat to get the fuck out. We of have it. Pappy. Yeah. We shall return. So I reckon um, uh, Pappy runs to Glenn. He jumps yeah. on the bike. She's on. She's that him calms him down. Her presence. Yeah. Uh, when she goes to fetch him again. Yeah. I say I love you, Glenn. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they take off first. I reckon they take off because he's just happy to have her and he wants to get her out of there. And then I reckon I tell you to go, like to back them yeah. up, and then I go and get Keith. Yep. And then I basically have to drag Keith away because he's ready to tear shit up. Well, this thing is kind of like winning. I, I, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm yep. kind of work trying to work out what happens here with this beast. I reckon Keith. it's a close call. I reckon it's a close call. Maybe it snaps his strong arm. Oh fuck! So he's like strong arm. He, he can heal. Yeah, but he can heal. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But maybe it actually fucking snaps it and we have to get out of there. Yeah, okay. So I drag Keith away. Yeah. We jump on the bike. We're out of there. And then, yeah. We, and his arm's all mangled. Fucking hell, what I've a fight. I've got a meat what cleaver through my, through my forearm somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Pappy's Jesus. with us. Yeah. Glenn is actually unhurt. And how many... Yeah, You me, and Glenn are bathed in yeah. blood. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And so how many, how many direct... So we were saying there's probably about 20 of them. How many you reckon we took out? Maybe at least half? Half, but I actually think there's like maybe six, eight, maybe that took off. Yeah. Until okay. the night when they saw that it was kind of yeah, one of those crazy wild fights where there's not a focus. Oh no, it was anarchy. Um, anarchy. And it was like the our group. You know, yeah. some went no, 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 no. This is this is nuts. Yeah. So they're the same. They took off. I actually feel like you would go after them. I probably would, but I without think, even I think, talking about it. I think if I. If I was concerned about Keith, though, I think that okay. would be my priority. All right, then. You know what I mean? I think because I had visions of you just taking off inexplicably. Nah, but inexplicably. I, <laughs> I feel into like the night. once we're back safe, <laughs> then it's hunting time. Okay, all right. So we've come out, Glenn's and Because I'd want to finish him. I'd want to be like, okay, we need to go get that mutant. We need to get the butcher. All right. We need to go get him. But, like, for now, let's just get back Did to Did the safety. mutant suffer any injuries? Uh, yeah, superficial. I think okay. I think Keith put up a hell of a fight, Bruises, but it was scratches. It was you know like me against King Kong. Like right. it was you know. So there's was, some gunshot wounds in it as well, but it just yeah. didn't seem to slow it down. Oh yeah, no, not at all. Okay. The bullets just sunk into it. It just made it even more furious. Right. Okay. So there's basically Glenn and Pappy have gone. Yeah. It's you, Keith, and I. Oh no, we've gone. We've, we've, we've gone we've, after him as well. We've gone and jumped on the the other ATV and we're yeah, taken off. That's as well. it. We're all heading okay. back to with this fucking base. thing running behind us. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah. So Keith, so I'm right. I'm driving the bike. Yep. And uh, Keith's on my back. Yep. And with his with his normal arm, yeah. he's still got his pistol, trying to ward it off and shooting back at it. Yeah. While we're making a, a Where retreat, am I? a fighting retreat. <laughs> um, so you're doing oh, your best. Have another bike. <laughs> you're, you're doing your. Oh, there's three. Yeah. yeah so three. you're doing your best to ride. Um, solo, one-handed. Yeah. yeah. With the meat cleaver still there. Yeah, and I reckon. I reckon. Oh, so it's not severed. It's not actually severed. Well, I feel like it's almost gone. Fucking hell. But I've just seen it there because I was carrying Pappy. So instead of ripping it out... Yeah. I've kind of just left it there because yep. it looks like it's almost... It's like three quarters. So I reckon you've pushed it under your, your good arm. Yeah. Your, your just good kind arm. Of jammed it there. To try and stem the bleeding and yep. you've, just, you've just taken off. I think the adrenaline has kicked in for all of us. 
Yep. And that's what's driving us on. And then we just, <laughs> yeah, we're basically heading back to the base. But I reckon we could probably leave it there. Yeah. And then yeah, we, it's like we, an action we decide brief in the next episode where we go from there. Okay. Nice one. Great vision. That was cool. Now we're going into fucking <laughs> think of it. I like it. I yeah. like it. Fuck, it's gone from, you know, let's grow some beans. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly we've got a music running out of a barn. I think it always needs to start with sensible ideas. Oh, yeah, of course. And then go into the fucking <laughs> weird. Into the craziness. Yeah. Oh, okay. good episode, my friend. Well, that was 40 minutes. Jesus. All right. So, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you're enjoying the post-Apox saga and up to date with it and following it. I know we get pretty excited, but I think it's pretty clearly defined what happens in each episode. Yeah, I think so. Um, and that's it for us for another week. But, you know, everyone's got their thoughts on it, too. I, I feel like there's actually been a lot of... Uh, other people's thoughts on the post-apocalyptic saga. I yeah, like yeah. that everyone has their kind of idea yeah, of what people would do and yeah, how me too. people would react. I think some people, just to address you know, some of the feedback that we have received, yeah. some people feel that there would be sort of perhaps uh, a loss of loyalties. A bit of a because, division between you yeah, and I as well. Yeah, because, because the situations become so dire. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, yeah. so there's really, you can't trust anybody. Yeah, It's got right. to that point. Which um, I, I'd like to, uh, a, a brief shout out to uh, one of our listeners. Yes. He said I could mention his name, which is Mark Morin. Um, I thought it was actually, when I first read his name ever, I thought it was Mark Moron. But he's not. He's far from a moron. He's a he's a I'm great sure. man. Sure. But we'll we uh, in episode fourteen. Uh, I've got a little something to play from uh, Mr. Moran, and uh, yeah, he has a bit of a crack at us about our accents. Yes, he does. <laughs> but thank you, Mark, very much for your yeah. Input. No, I really it's, appreciate your feedback. It's and, and I did say to him that we'd play it in this episode, so I do apologise. But we've been pretty excited with the whole spooky <laughs> thing, and uh, we'll get to it in in episode fourteen. It's nice to have it in context. I feel like we haven't had yeah, context right. to, to present it well. Correct. So, so, um, but yeah, thanks for your input because yeah, there's a lot of interesting points in your in your email. I think it was. Yeah, and it definitely spurs us on, doesn't it? When we get feedback from anyone, it spurs us on to go. Oh, that's cool. We could do that. We yeah. could do this. And, and look, you know, rest assured, even if we don't necessarily make it go in that direction, we we definitely give it some thought. Yeah. We definitely read it. We pay attention, and we do give it some thought. That's and, right. Yeah. You might see that creep into. Uh, some ideas further down the, the, the path or whatever so but yeah thank you keep it coming and, and never never hold back from letting us know what you think alright guys that's us that's Fly on the Wall podcast for episode 13 spooky episode part 1 and 2 um, thank I you hope you enjoyed coming. it and we'll see you next week see you later